All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our first episode and session um, to the podcast, to uh, Record of Mortimus. I'm Nick Nelson. I'm the host and game master of the podcast. These are my friends and co-hosts. We have. Uh, I'm going to go around the room and introduce everybody here, and uh, just let you guys. I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions and kind of, you know, just get to know you guys a little bit. We talked about this as I mentioned before. We'll say your names now, but once we start gaming and the podcast series starts going on and on, when we do this in the beginning, I'll talk to you guys in your names. But to not confuse people during the gaming session, I'm going to refer to you guys as your characters. That you're gonna, way, you're going to try to. You're going to try to. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am not making that promise. Hey, Aaron, be a doll and take a picture of the, the room from that side over there. Would you? We're gonna we're gonna start around the room here. Like I said, um, my name's Nick Nelson. <laughs> These are so terrible. I love them. Um, <laughs> oh, the pictures? Yes. <laughs> they're going on the are fucking... They, are they really bad? Oh, uh, yeah. And they're going on the website. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron's taking a picture here. I'm going to start okay. with... Uh, Introductions? Yes. Uh, I'm starting with Preston, actually. Preston. Yes. Uh, what What do you do? I wiggle knobs and plug cables in, mostly. Awesome. And Sounds you're sexy. actually a fan of gaming, too, aren't you? I His am. class is wiggle knobber. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, and yeah. His racist sound guy. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, very, we're very thankful to have Preston here tonight. Um, where are you from? Uh, I, don't, I just realized I know nothing about you. Uh, and you now know where I live and you know all like this. Weird skulls, yeah. Yes. Just remember that. I'm absolutely terrified. <laughs> They're from bad sound people. You invited a stranger <laughs> among us? Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana. Where's what part of Louisiana? Uh, Shreveport. Shreveport. Awesome. Uh, a, lot, a lot of casinos, a lot of crime. It's awesome. Well, Preston, again, thank you for showing up tonight, and uh, hopefully we can entice you with Peter's sexy body to come back again. Definitely. Um, hey, we're all swamp folks. Seth. Oh. <laughs> Tell uh, we are. <laughs> Peter is not. He's actually from. Peter's from Maryland. Mar- Mar- Maryland. Crab cakes and football. All That's right. what Peter all right. Well, I'm from New Jersey. It's a swamp. You're from Louisiana. It's a swamp. We're all in Florida. It's a swamp. We're swamp folk. Yep. Ah. Well, uh, tell me about yourself, Seth. Who I'm are you? S- I'm a swamp folk. <laughs> You're not swamp. You're from New Jersey, yeah, dude. There's no fucking there's swamp in New Jersey. New Jersey is a swamp. No. It's a swamp of gross people. No, it's, it's, a, a swamp. it's a swamp. Have you ever been there? It's all marshland and shit. It really is. So, Seth, um, what is your name? My name's Seth. Seth. <laughs> Seth what? Seth Vion is my name. Seth Vion. And all right, well, I'll just break the eggshell, I guess. Okay. Uh, I am the grandson of uh, a comic book writer who has worked with DC Comics and uh, other publishing companies. Um, Archie Comics, most prolifically. Um, He's the creator of Jonah Hex, uh, if you know DC Comics. So your grandfather created Jonah Hex. Yes. Yeah. You should totally do that. You should totally put that little. (laughs) He's listed as the co-creator of Jonah Hex, but something you won't find on any comic book history website is he did actually draw the character initially as well. He wasn't the artist on the first appearance, but he did draw the character and the the design was his. What did you think of the movie? 
It was fucking awful. It was <laughs> worse than Catwoman. Because at least Catwoman had like told a story, a I bad never, story. I never, I never seen either one of those movies. Hey, can so we? I know. But we yeah, talked about this. Can you to. say that at least the Irish guy was really fucking cool though? In the Irish guy was cool. I mean, I can pick out cool parts of basically any movie, but like it was a fucking incomprehensible movie. Yeah, so, any movie really was. Says the guy who liked uh, Last Jedi. It's but that like there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. This like I, I don't even know what Jonah Hex is about. Wait. And the movie ends. I'm not shitting you. The movie ends with Jonah Hex. Confederate bounty hunter, former Confederate bounty hunter, meeting the President of the United States, President Grant, and President Grant gives him a giant fucking badge the size of his chest. This is not a lie. Pins it on his chest and goes, I want you to be Sheriff of America. That actually happens in the movie. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <dumb>. <laughs> All right. So, and you've done uh, some um, writing yourself, right? Yeah, I have also written... Jonah Hex for DC Comics. I did a holiday special for them. Uh, I also wrote for Wizards of the Coast. I wrote some stuff about wizards back in 3.0 D&D for Dragon Magazine. And I do some stuff on my own, of course. And uh, you're, you know, you're also creating a game yes. yourself. Yep. Yes, I'm creating which, a game. Which, once it starts getting a little further, we'll have you promote on this this podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to like talk about the name of the game or anything. Not like yet. That. But once you start getting going, we should. Promote <laughs> I need to not do that. I got people stealing shit from me. Well, we. That's a fact. We got Preston here, and he'll cut a bitch uh, <laughs> with his lips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come here. <laughs> so, how do you know us as a group? Um, you, you Facebook, Facebook and political arguments. <laughs> yeah, no political. Which we're easily political aligned. agreements. There you go. Mm-hmm. Political agreements. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, like arguments well, uh, that were taking place. It's not like I'm arguing with you guys typically, but just. Political debates on Facebook. Everyone knows what Facebook is for. It's being like, if you're a Democrat, fuck Republicans. If you're Republicans, fuck Democrats. That's Facebook. And if you don't believe in uh, vaccinations, you're like, kill babies. No, because Nikki and I... And the earth is flat. Nikki and I were like, who the fuck is this Seth guy that we both like very much? Inexplicably so. I gotta say, I do really enjoy your topics on Facebook. <laughs> you got great topics. Uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast, go look up Seth. Go friend him because he's got great topics. Seth, um, so you're playing a character named Grimdorf Bronzebeard, right? Grimdorf Bronzebeard. That's right. He's a dwarf noble. All right. I guess he'd be uh, a standard dwarf. He's not a dark dwarf. I know there's two different varieties of dwarfs. Yeah, and well, you know, we're going to get a little bit more into that in this game. Uh, I mean, Grimdorf Bronzebeard is a happy-go-lucky guy in contrast to other dwarves. Uh, he's not angry all the time, but he will kick your ass. So Yeah. All right. Fantastic. All right. Next here, we got Jake. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. You yeah, haven't really good. talked too much yet. No. No. It's just getting Superman does good. You do well. <laughs> you do well. <laughs> hey. I guess so with my just saw Peter. I, 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 I just saw Peter's mom all of a sudden come out of Peter over there. Because I know Peter's mom, and I just saw her. Just like, like he was possessed for a moment. Seriously, you almost just smacked your hand with I, a spoon. I, I, I can't control it. Yeah, it just happens. So, sorry, Jake. <laughs> my bad, buddy. So I was going to correct my English all night long. So what's up, Jake? How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Yeah? Your girlfriend just moved in with you. That's cool. Yes. Yes, Kristen just moved in with me. And just they bought a, a new dog. Which they just is, bought a Toto dog? Yes. 
Karen Terrier named Pierogi, which is adorable and which is a fucking nightmare to take care of whenever he wakes up. Why is that? Because he's going through the puppy mode where he's just chewing and eating every Ah, single thing. I've lived with a puppy for a total of four days before I was like, get this shit out of here. That's why I adopt older dogs. Well, she was on vacation. There were times where I was thinking about throwing him out a window. But (laughs) now that we're back and we can tag team and it's much, much better now. So, Jake, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Uh, I am a massage therapist for Disney. I work at the Grand Floridian. Uh, Been doing it for six years with Disney, 16 years total. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Long, long freaking time. Making and, everybody and you've happy. massaged people, uh, everybody from uh, Neil Patrick Harris? Yep, from Neil Patrick Harris to some of the guys on the Redskins. <laughs> to his boyfriend. <laughs> not a Redskins, but a Red Sox, rather. You te- Wait, you massaged Neil Patrick Harris's Redskin? No, I've massaged Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris. Red Rocket, Red Rocket! Some of the Boston uh, Red Sox. And some of the Minnesota Twins, whatever else. (laughs) You okay, buddy? (laughs) Red Rocket, Red Rocket. He's broken. (laughs) He popped. (laughs) Uh, He just popped. You all right? Good. Good. Uh, I didn't ask you, Seth, how long have you been gaming, buddy? Uh, uh, Since I was nine years old. And I am 33. I'm turning 34. What, what, what do you prefer as far as gaming goes? What's your favorite system? What's your, what's your favorite game? If I had to pick a favorite system generalist, it would be Genesis, which is a newer system, I guess. <laughs> Jake, how long have you been gaming? Uh, since, gosh, high school. So like uh, like something like fifty five years. Yeah, since fifty five. Jake, how old are you? Forty two. Forty. Yo, fucking old. (laughs) (laughs) So you're the old guy. I am the old guy. (laughs) Weirdly though, when Jake shaves, he looks the youngest out of all of us. I know. I had to grow out the beard so I would look like. Just somebody that doesn't the gray in the beard is it? You know, for cigarettes and beer and everything all the time. Wait, how old are you, Preston? I am twenty eight. Twenty eight. He's not that young. Wow. He's not that old either. Jake, you're playing a character named Octavius Marcellus Cassius. Yes. Which is spelled Cassius, but yes. I like Cassius better. It does sound better. Uh, it's a half elf that you're playing? Yes. Playing a half elf, a uh, half Brennian, uh, half wild elf, not mountain elf like Peter is. We're playing a homebrew system, and it's a world that my brother and I uh, created a long time ago. Probably, you know, it's been, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, 20 years. And uh, we've been gaming with our friends. We got introduced to Vampire the Masquerade when we started gaming. And we're like, oh, you know, it's a great system. We did get introduced to D&D, but it was uh, Thacko. It was Thacko. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Second edition. And we were like, fuck that. At the time, we were 19 years old. We just got into gaming. We just like, you know, fuck it. We're going to make our own fucking world. You know, that's what we're going to do. And we did. And this whole season and all the seasons, this whole podcast is based off that world. We'll get into that a little bit more. Is there anything else you want to add, Jake, about yourself or your character? Or We don't want to get to dive in too much in your character yet. but No, not, not really. Just been a big nerd for how, a how long, long, have you long known, time. Uh, uh, how I've long known have, you guys since high school. Yeah. What about Peter? Peter since well, six, Peter. seven years since I've been up here in Orlando. He just looked at you like, you still don't know me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know each no, other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, uh, we've had futon nights. And Seth, we've known you for what? That's like right. probably about two years now, three years? I mean, you knew me. It's probably been about 10 years, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years? Yeah, nine or 10, ten. years. 10. 10 years. 2010 10. was nine years ago. So nine or 10 years, yeah. 
Okay, well, I've known <laughs> That's you, crazy, right? I've known you personally for a about a year, years. Yeah. yeah. About a hot minute. Yeah. All right, well, Peter, we are to you now. Oh, well, hello. I just want to say... Uh, Hi. Hi to you, too. <laughs> you don't have to wave. <laughs> I want to say so many things right now. Yeah. <laughs> just watch yourself, buddy. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Tell me about yourself. Well, um, the most important thing you need to know, or anybody who's listening, is I'm a very private person. I don't give away secrets. Tell us more. <laughs> ah. Ah. He's saving himself for marriage. And why are you a secret person? I just like to be uh, anonymous for the most part. I, I don't really delve into social media or anything like that too often. Just like to kind of keep to myself. Okay, that's cool. That's, that's what, the extent of it? That's what you get. What's your favorite color? Question mark. Nodding? <laughs> All right. His favorite color is he has a favorite color. We can confirm it. Actually, he didn't say he had one. He nodded. Oh, he did? I said, what's your favorite color? He said, yeah, I love favorite colors. <laughs> it's like Kevin from The Office. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it. No, nah, I super don't like talking about myself. Uh, what got you into gaming? Yeah, good, good question. Uh bunch of dork friends I uh, I knew and I um, by dork friends you met me and Neil oh yeah yeah how long have you known the group here uh well I've, I've known the host and the host twin brother for 15 it's only been 15 years yeah. I thought it was longer than that only around about there we're all I thought old. it was like 2004 yeah, 2004, 2005. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how math works. Somebody give this motherfucker a gold yeah. star. Two plus two equals bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird when you get older. It's like 2004 is 15. No, that's impossible. Is that part of it that doesn't Or if you're new, it's impossible. Impossible. It's impossible. Improbable. Uh, Peter, since you're not going to talk anymore about yourself... No, no, certainly not. How long have you been gaming? Uh, that's none of your fucking business. <laughs> What's your favorite game to play? Chess. So you're playing a character called uh, Cal- Calarol Syndra. Yeah. He's a mountain elf in this world. What's a mountain elf? Uh, well, you invented it. Isn't that a it. you question? Like, yeah, you invented it. Mount, um, a mountain elf is pretty much a high elf that, that, that you invented. It's a, they're called Jaikods in this world. And they're called from the island of Jaikod. They're, yeah. they're, um, basically. They're, they're brawny, beefy, broad shouldered, bearded, hairy, yeah, elves. Dark. Jason Momoa with pointy ears. That's what I'm picturing. Right yeah, now. yeah, kind of. They got dark hair. Um, they got light eyes. I don't know. <laughs> I just got a massive brain <laughs> fart. Did you guys hear? Yeah, I did. Because I heard it. Was like, uh, I was thinking it was like... Uh, I thought there was smoke coming out of your headphones, but that's probably your brain. No, I mean, I think we self-described it there. So, um, we self-described it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, we did. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to add about yourself or your character? Uh, No. No? No. I think we're good. I think we covered it. I'm going to introduce Neil over here. Neil is... My twin brother. So, uh, tell me about yourself. I draw a lot. <laughs> yeah, all right. There you go. Okay, let's, let's start there. I draw a lot. Uh, I play some music from time to time. 
Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I write. Yes. Yeah, I have a, I have a book, a couple books and screenplays with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of stuff. Yeah, which is, mm-hmm. I, it's like an overload of stuff. We do a lot of creative yeah, we stuff. Stay, we stay yeah. busy. Yes. So, this is one of many projects. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean... You are a tattoo artist yes, by I trade. Am. Yeah, that's what you do for a living. That's what I do for a living too. Yeah, um, I do. I, I, I game a lot, uh, not just tabletop, but I play a lot of video games. What's Mostly your, RPGs. What's your favorite? RPG? Witcher three. Witcher three. Yeah, is the best game out there. Yep, very good game. Though there is a new game coming out. It's a samurai game. Can't wait for it. Oh, it's like that looks cool. Also a new, um, uh, like end of the world game for PS4. It's like you get a motorcycle. And you basically just ride around. What's your favorite tabletop game as far as RPGs go? That's so hard. Genre? I mean, <laughs> what well, what's your favorite like? system? Favorite system? I mean, I, I like D10, man. It's fucking easy. World of Darkness. Yeah, World of Darkness. It's just, I. What's your favorite game that we've played? Run or played? Huh? Like, like played or like. Ran yeah. or what? What do you talk? What, what's the, what's your favorite game that you've played? You're you're in this as a player. Might I add that everybody here has had a taste of game mastering. Um, Seth is an excellent game master. This Jake. is like the only game I've played. In. <laughs> Jake Jake is an amazing game master. Even Peter has run a couple of games, which were great. And Neil is a great fucking game master. Uh, just by chance that you know this came up. Um, that I'm running this, uh, but we're all excellent game masters, and, and it makes for really good playing too, because everybody brings a taste of their game mastering into their characters, and they kind of really help develop the world when we game this. Uh, so, what, what's your favorite game that you've played? I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, as a player, I'm, I, I, th- I think we just work well together because I'm, I'm good at laying it up for yeah. you as a game master. So, if we we're playing basketball, I just I lay it up for you so you can dunk it. <laughs> No, you're you're is Scotty Pippen? Is that? I don't. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. So as long as when, when I'm game master, uh, I'm blooming over here. So that, I'm that, I know. Who's <laughs> your glowing over there being Jordan? Wait. So hang on. Am I Jordan? But here, but here, here's what's funny. I, I so when we're when we're when we're, when we're gaming and Nick's game mastering, I'll be lobbing that shit up for him all fucking day. But when I game master, Nick's like, I'm gonna be the most difficult fucking asshole player there is. Yeah, that, so, that that's absolutely so, true. That's not yeah, untrue. That's, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to be the, like the voice of reason. But like, come on, guys, let's get along. But that's <laughs> very accurate. There's a reason I'm running this game and not playing it. <laughs> so who, you're playing a character named Battius Aurelius. Yes. He's a ranger human? Yeah, the, the Trinidine ranger. Human. All right. Well, is there anything With else? a big fucking bird. With a big fucking bird. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you want to add or say about yourself? Or Can I just say one thing before we start? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course you can. Yeah. Duty. All <laughs> oh, right, really. Duty will make me laugh every time. Or the. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the inquisitive questioning fart. <laughs> it's it's like, like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? It's like your body going poop. No, not right now. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> On that note, I'm gonna go ahead and start this. Obisia, the dark continent, 
ravaged by thousands of years of wars, driven by elder gods and demigods, leaving nothing left in its path but chaos. Sagittarius Troy, the emperor of Chaos Army, in the country of Marmo, has just shy of conquered every country in Obisia. Driven by madness and the only elder god left to man, monster, or fae folk, Lucritus, god of Hades and master of deception. Yet amidst all of this are still heroes waiting for their chance to bring balance to chaos and maybe a fragment of light to the dark continent. I, Mortimus of the Primes, one of the last few remaining subordinate celestials of the ancient gods, tasked to aid man and creature alike, tirelessly search for these heroes and hopefuls, and maybe influence them to the will of the ancients. I may have found these heroes deep in the foothills of the north of the country called Farine, for this is the record of Mortimus, and this is my telling of the Obsidian Death Head. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about this podcast and what we're doing. Uh, this podcast is going to be really following our game and following our characters. And the reason we're doing this is we've run some really good games. We've had some excellent stories and we've had some awesome story arcs with characters and you know like it sucks because like yeah granted we get to see that but nobody else gets to experience that it was one of the big reasons why i wanted to start this podcast and i couldn't think of a better group of gamers to do this podcast with the system that we're using is d10 okay and it's a homebrew version of d10 i mean uh neil you're the best one to explain the system here came up with edges i'm sorry what architect Get your fucking headphones on and sit in the fucking microphone. Uh, all right, don't fucking chastise me again. Architect. I, I would call him an architect of a lot of things uh, concerning like what, what, what makes this homebrew so personal and, and, and this world so, so interesting is, is a lot of uh, Neil's work uh, as far as um, um, uh, artistry, designing worlds, maps, and down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, that world map is pretty dope. With, this with is the world map. This is uh, the world we're playing in right now. Neil, Neil did this map here. Oh, fuck. With the world we're playing in right now. With edges and things that, that, that make this yeah. this homebrew we, just balanced and, and, and beautiful. Talk and, about the system a little bit, Neil. I mean, we're, we're going to see if it works or not. I mean, it, it's The only thing that I really changed was the, the combat and just made it a little bit more customized as far as... The edges are exactly what they mean. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, just it's, gives it's, you a little it, bit of an edge. On yeah, it's not supposed to be like rule-breaking or something insane. It's just a small... Edge on on a it's certain not a aspect. Dis- of it wouldn't content. be like uh, comparable in vampires and like a discipline. No, but what I would like to do in higher levels is is, is from, go from edges to advantages in combat. Yeah. So I advantages be cool. would be more powerful versions of edges. I think that'd be excellent. So I think once we get a little further along the season, and we get a little couple more games underneath our belts, we can start talking about that and developing that. Yeah. I do want to add. We are going to be launching this with a website. This is a hobby cast, and I'm not going to try and sugarcoat this as it anything else it really is and but i say that as in like this is really a passion of all of ours we have all put thousands of hours into gaming this system this game in this world well y'all have well we i'm the new guy yeah well but the good uh, news seth not to interrupt you but the good yeah. news seth is that 
what's great about this world is everybody has put in a little piece of themselves into it. It's not just one person's world. It's not like one person was like, oh, I'm going to write the whole thing. Like everybody that has. Oh, no, I feel you. I just I just wanted to yeah. point out to people that I'll be asking questions about no, the world a lot because I have not, in fact, put in But the good news is, is all, all of us are still asking questions about it. And that's a cool thing. Sure. Yeah. So um, we'll be launching a website at the same time as we're launching the podcast. And the great thing about that is if you become a subscriber now, you're going to get excellent benefits involved in that. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to go into a little further about what that is involved and stuff like that. Hand but, jobs are in there though. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, it, it, whoa, whoa. They don't just like throw that out yet. I mean, no, they're be not. minded to. Uh-uh. All right. Um, so. Hand jobs are part of it. <laughs> Jacob bulldog you. Jacob We're laughing on an inside joke, and your listeners have no idea what the inside joke is. Jacob apparently came up with the. <laughs> you know, it's the cliche that a, a, a lot of people, a lot of men, will uh, expect like the happy ending after a massage. And, and and Jake is like, dude, I'm so tired of being asked that. One of these days, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, fine. You want a fucking hand job? I'm just gonna grab it like a fucking bulldog and be like, blah, 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 and just fucking rip the shit out of it. There you go, you motherfucker. Like How do you like that? <laughs> and, and he works at Disney, so think about that too. Yeah. <laughs> so the website will be um, launching with this first episode. With the website, you'll be able to follow and track our progress as gamers. So the website will be set up for every release of every episode. The, the website's lexicon will be updated. The map will be updated. So if we go to different places, you'll be able to follow where we're going. On the website, you'll be able to see our personal characters. You'll be able to see like the descriptions of our, of our characters. You're going to see drawings. You're going to see all of Neil's amazing art that he's going to be bringing to this. We've got a collective of... 20 plus years of awesome art that we've dedicated to this world and we've dedicated to this campaign setting. Mm. So on that note, just make sure that at the end of the podcast, I will tell you what the um, website is. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you're going to be in for treats if if you do that now. In the beginning of the first season, you will be a part of it. And Jake will bulldog the shit out of your And dick. I'm just Absolutely. saying, I'm just saying from experience, it's really not that bad. It's yeah. actually kind of nice. I have worked on him a lot. <laughs> Show me he always hog. enjoys it. So let's talk about the world. The world that we're gaming in is a continent surrounded by black water called Abyssia. Now, when I say black water, it means that you can't sail anywhere else. So if you go to the website and you look at the map that we'll have on the website. Can we not say dark water? No. Why? Is the water literally black? That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. No, but wait, is, that, is that still a thing, or is it? Because after so many years, it's done. You can't fucking keep it. Uh, let's not talk about it. Just, just let him bring it up. <laughs> You're not talking about it. Do what? <laughs> <laughs> so the continent is surrounded by black water, dark water, however you want to pronounce it. The black water. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's dangerous to sail. There's only certain people that can sail this water, um, and they are Vikings from the north. That is the only people that can sail these waters, and even they can only go so far in it before they're they're completely um, overcome by creatures of the abyss and the water. I mean, it's just a clever way to isolate the continent. Yeah, and the, and the idea is is, is the, the continent is called Obisia, the dark continent. So that's why the black water is bad. It's full of monsters. It's full of monsters. It's it's basically uh, a dimensional abyss in the water that oh, that's cool. prevents you from sailing anywhere other a, than a maelstrom. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Kind of like how Alex Jones talks about how space doesn't exist. It's just another portal, another realm. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, this game takes place in a. Nick's con- getting annoyed. <laughs> I'm not getting annoyed. Because <laughs> you're just. Oh, you want the frogs to be gay? Is that it? <laughs> Alex Jones is not a part of this podcast. <laughs> and if he does, he better be playing a fucking dwarf. That's all I'm saying. Is Alex Jones is a dwarf? A dwarf barbarian, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Abyssia, the Dark Continent, the place that we're gaming. Uh, this campaign in uh, takes place in a country called Farine. It's a country in the north. To give you a little backstory here, over 150 plus years ago, there was a great war. A war against a massive empire called Marmon in the south. Uh, It consisted of their army, which was the Chaos Army, and their cities are all comprised of orcs, goblins, feral humans, and all dark creatures alike. Every other country in the world fought this empire, and they lost. This was what the big war was basically about. Farine was one of the greatest empires that fell. Uh, They were one of the countries that did hold control over most of the other countries, and at least had some kind of sway over them for a very long time. Now, I'm not going to get too far into the history of this, because the more we gain, the more information and history that you're going to collect on this. But I do want to tell you that... um, after conquering Abyssia, the Marmon Empire and the Chaos Army did pull back their armies back to the south. So all the other countries that fell had a chance to collect themselves. Marmon Empire either left ambassadors and leaders in these countries and these cities, or they bent a knee and completely submitted themselves to Chaos Army and the Marmon Empire. After the Marmon Empire pulled back, they kind of divided themselves into two sections, the Northern Chaotic Front and the Southern Chaos, which is Marmon Empire. Like I said before, Farin was a great empire at one time. It was vast, it's a huge country, it's in the north. When they fell, nobody knows how they fell or why it fell or how it happened. They just know that it did happen and everything that all the history that surrounds it is not only suppressed but it is illegal to talk about if you try and talk about it you are going to be condemned you're going to be sought after people are that scared of the marmon empire even though it doesn't even exist in the country that you guys are living in it anymore you guys can't talk about it you guys can't talk about the history you guys can't even look up the history if you guys try to do that people it's like nazi germany you know what i mean people people will search you out. Not because they believe in the Marmon Empire or they're chaotic. They're scared. They're scared of the repercussions that will happen if you guys start digging around and start talking about it. West Pergamon. So far in the north of Abyssia, this continent, are the Tempest Mountains. These mountains reach up to the sky and they create this backdrop of the Ferenian Valley. Large pines covered in ice and snow smother these foothills. At the moment, it's the, win- at the end of winter, and it's been a rigid winter at that. A thick blanket of snow covers most of the ground, and rocky formations jut out all over the place. If you live here, you know that uh, in the summer, farine contrasts itself from the stark white of winter to an evergreen and wildflower country. Nestled in the foothills of the Tempest Mountains is West Pergamon. It's a city-state of the Marmon Empire. West Pergamon is where this game is going to take place. 
Now, some of you guys live here. Uh, two of you guys actually live here. Yeah. Octavius. Octavius. Marcellus Cassius lives here. And Peter, your character, Calorel, or Cal, as you're going to vote. Calorel Syndra. Yeah. You, yeah. you live here. Yeah. We're going to get to hear your guys' backstories a little bit as this game kind of progresses. I don't want to give away too much. I want, I want, I want people to come back and listen to this and be like, who are these guys? Why do they live here? What's their backstories? Well, let's talk about West Pergamon. West Pergamon is a small village. Like I said, it's a city-state of Marmon, but it was originally a part of the Fernian Empire at one time, 150 years ago. It is now controlled by a magistrate who is himself Marmon. Um, when the empire came in, the Marmon Empire, and they did whatever they did and destroyed Farine, they left this guy in charge. There's a couple families left there. Jake, your family is one of the families that were lords of Farine at one time that bent the knee to Marmon and said, okay, you know what? We're not going to destroy our whole family lineage over this. Farine fell. We're going to bend the knee. We're going to surrender. We're going to surrender and we're going to support whoever they put in charge here now. Your families are not lords anymore because that doesn't hold a title in Farine. Farine isn't a country anymore, which means you guys aren't lords anymore. You guys still own land and you're still farmers which means that you do have a sway politically, kind of, in town. People look to you. There is wealth in your family and whatnot. Peter, you've been living here for what, three years? Three years, yeah. Three years. So your character has been here long enough to understand the, the politics of town. The comings and goings of it. Yes. Yeah, so. um, they, Jake's family and the other high families that are still left here, are the people that still kind of... Everybody kind of looks to and goes to for help and advice, you know, maybe personal loans, extra work, anything like that. But they are not in charge. You know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. The magistrate of West Pergamon is a marmon or a dark human. Neil, do you want to talk about the feral humans, the dark humans of the continent real quick? What are they? They're just... It's a race. It's a cla- uh, well, race. Yeah, they're people. just uh, humans that have spent a long time in the Ashlands. Okay. So their skin has turned kind of a dark gray or gray. They have feral features like canine teeth, kind of like small pointed ears, uh, cat eyes, so they can see in the dark shit. Mm -hmm. The magistrate here is a man named uh, Lord Hecklum Demure. Like I said, he's a human noble from a city called Missilis on the Dark Continent. He resides at... um, and a, and a, a massive hall that used to be owned by a champion there. We'll get a little bit more into that as we go. Um, the rest of the city is composed of about 1,200 uh, citizens there. Um, they range from blacksmiths to everything else that you would kind of expect a city of 1,200 people to be. There's glass windows on the windows. It's kind of like um, medieval, what, like you would say Eastern Europe, medieval Eastern Europe. There's glass on the windows. There's... Yeah, like the Carpathians. Yeah. Even the backdrop behind, you know, when you're in a city, when you're walking through, you can see these massive mountains, snow-capped mountains behind the cityscape. So it's kind of like Switzerland or something like that. It's It's got this very valley and Swiss Alps kind of feel to it, the north and Farine does. just want to say real quick before we get started here, there is no church. There is no clerics, save for one group of cleric men, which we will get into in the future of this game. There is no magic. 
There is really no gods. There's one God. Well. There is one God that people pray to, and he is an evil God. That is it. There is no real hope. It's called the dark continent for a reason. People have lost all hope of light. People have lost all hope of, of a future. There are no real, like, actual heroes left. That's us. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> So, Badius, what have you been doing? You've been traveling? Uh, you went on a pilgrimage? Tell me about that. Um, did you want to just do the same thing? Yeah, the pilgrimage that you went on. I mean, there's, if you look at the map, there's some cities that go up around the top side of uh, Farine that go around the top side of the mountain that are on the north side of the peaks from where this place is at. Mm -hmm. And that's where, uh, in a past campaign, you had chased uh, a creature through all those villages. I probably would have taken people through the pass, and then I'm now making my way back. Okay, so uh, tell me... West Pergamon is probably on the way back to where our... Yeah, it's probably one of those stops that you would have to... Well, you would want to stop at, maybe resupply or... It's not even about resupplying. It's about picking up new clientele. Okay. So you don't meet clientele in the wilds. You meet clientele in villages and towns, and then they hire you to take you through the wilds um, to where you're going. All right. Well, Badius, you've, uh, you, you kind of went into the mountains on your pilgrimage, right? So you're kind of coming your way out through the foothills? Yeah. So it's, it's a heavy snow, like I said, has fallen. And um, you're... So just in, 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 so, so we know, um, if you ever hear my character or me say the word Akari, A-K-A-R-I, Akari would be Trinidad or Elven in this world for just wilds. It's the name that they've used instead of Ashra, mm -hmm. since Ashra can't be spoken anymore. Yeah. So it's just called the Akari or the Akari Wilds or something like that. So it's also part of the code of the Trinidad, So Exactly. And the reason they can't say Ashra anymore is because of the religious aspects that are forbidden in this world now. That doesn't mean Asher's gone. Well, we don't know. W what was the last thing that your character did? Uh, whose nose is whistling? We Mine. Dude, <laughs> I will stick a fucking Q-tip in that nose. <laughs> Can you, like, plug one of your nostrils? Would you fucking mute yeah, just, just, <laughs> just fucking mute his ass. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll just take a second and note. nose breathers. Take a second and nose dick them. That's... Yep. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. So what was the last what was the last thing your character did? Yeah? So um I probably taking like I said, taking uh 
either a caravan or um, taking a, a, a merchants through the pass to other villages. And it's quicker to go through the Akari than it is to take all the roads. Okay. But you don't do that unless you hire a uh, so dime. So you're probably f following a game trail right now? Uh, um, the, I mean... Either a game trail, or there there are specific trails that the Trinidine have carved out specifically for traveling okay. through areas. So there's so. a trail that you know that is there yes. that you're going to follow. Yes. Like I said, a heavy snow has fallen. Um, it is in the world middle of winter right now. You, it's midday. It's probably eleven o'clock in the morning. You've been traveling through these woods. The pines, the evergreens, they're snow covered. Everything is white. It's either white or black for bark, you know. Go ahead and give me a perception alertness now. Uh, I got a six, eight, seven, ten, and a one. Okay, well, the difficulty at this point is an eight. So how many successes you get? I know. One. Okay. Um... You got one success? One. In the distance, Neil, you can hear what sounds like wolves kind of off your beaten path. Um, they don't sound like normal wolf activity. There's something weird going on. You can hear them. They sound distraught. There's something going on with those wolves. But it's really faint. You barely heard it. Like I said, the difficulty was an eight, so you barely heard it. Iron Hood. My falcon, or eagle, it's really an eagle, not a falcon, but I unhood it, um, and keep moving. Real quick, what do you look like? <clears throat> I'm just looking at the drawing here, so it's easier to look at and describe what I see. Again, if you guys want to go to the websites, the listeners, um, on the website for every co-host that's on here, you can click on them and you can see all of the drawings that Neil has done. Hey, Neil, show us Preston that drawing, by the way. It's fucking awesome. So Preston knows what we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah. Go to the website. That's a great the, face. Go to the website. Look at the drawing. It's fucking awesome. That's a giant fucking bird. Yeah. That's a giant fucking bird. <laughs> hey, was it in the crow? There's a big fucking bird. That's not a bird. It's a squab. <laughs> Um, you can go to the website and you can look at all the drawings that we're going to be describing here. So everything we describe, you can see, a, you'll, you'll see a picture for me. Go ahead, Neil. Um, so he's shrouded in what looks like a, I guess it's like a dark reddish brown cloak. Ruddy. A ruddy cloak. Uh, it's a thick hood, kind of like Jedi thick, kind of like, and there's like, um, uh, kind of like a, a cloth or scarf that's part of the cloak, that kind of cloak that comes over the neck. Uh, a mask is pulled up, so all you really see is um, eyes underneath the cloak. Um, there's makeup on the eyes, but only to try to shroud the face a little bit. Um, the leather is what you would, it's like a darker version of what kind of like the Gondorian Rangers look like. So it's like the, 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 the padded leather or the, the, there's a word for that type of fucking armor I just weather brain. No, it, for the padded armor. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just having a brain fart. Um, other than that, I mean, it's, uh, he's got a, a, a hand and a half sword or a bastard on his side. Um, there's a quiver and a bow wrapped up on his back. Uh, and, and like Preston said, there's a big fucking bird. It's, uh, look and size of what a harpy eagle would look like here. Mm -hmm. So used mostly for hunting either deer or wolves. 
There's nothing magical about the bird. No, it is Abyssia, so it's going to look a little bit more monstrous than, you know, a harpy. So when I drew it, it looks a little bit more monstrous, but it, it's still just a fucking eagle. Yeah. So um, I put three points in the eagle background. It, it That's another thing you're going to be able to do on the website, not to interrupt you, and I won't say this again, but you'll be able to see all our character sheets, and you'll be able to see the progression with experience points at the end of the game when I initiate experience or give out experience points. You'll be able to see the character sheets grow. So anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's... It's like a little bit more monstrous version of a harpy eagle. Okay. But yeah, I have a water uh, skin, you know, gold pouch. Fucking so, everything I need is on me. What are you doing? Um, just tromping through the snow. No, I said uh, you got one success in perception alertness and you unhood the eagle. Just keep walking. I'm not, I mean, my character is not worried about wolves. And uh, normally wolves are scared away pretty easily. So if it's, if, I mean, you said it sounds kind of weird, but that doesn't really mean a lot to me. Okay. You keep tromping and um, you walk to the edge of the forest line from the foothills and the tree line starts to clear up a bit. And as the tree line clears up, you see the frozen tundra of the valley and it kind of opens up a little bit. To your right, you see what looks like um, farmlands that go into the town, which you know is going to be West Pergamon. And then to the left, you see a lake. It's completely frozen over. The snow is falling down pretty heavy at this moment. Go ahead and roll your perception alertness at this point. Difficulty of a eight, again. I don't get any excesses, uh, successes that time. Nothing? Not anything of an eight. What uh, did you? Seven. Seven? With a seven, I will say this. You do see the wolves that you heard. You don't see much about them, but you see them gathering at one part of the lake, and they seem to be focused on a specific area of the lake. They're on the lake? When you see them, it looks like they're kind of scared to step on the lake, and as soon as you come out of the forest and start walking on the plat, you know, the uh, tundras, they notice you, and they start kind of dispersing back into the forest lines. So there might be like a deer or something on the lake? Or something on the lake. Uh, you didn't get the successes to see that, but you did get enough successes to see the wolves surrounding that part. So go ahead and give me a wits and survival. Nine, eight, eight, ten. These wolves are attracted to something. There's something going on here. It might be a dead animal. If it's a dead animal... I mean, I'll investigate. I'll walk to the area. As you're getting closer to the lake, um, you get to the edge of the water line. It's nice and frozen over. With that roll, you know that at this time of year, the lake is well frozen over. Go ahead and Plus give me with that. the survival of three, I, I don't even need to roll. No, absolutely not. But do, I do want you to give me another perception and alertness. This time it's a six difficulty. Seven, eight, eight. Seven, eight, eight? Mm-hmm. Let me paint a picture here. You're standing at the edge of the lake here. You're kind of getting ready to walk across. You see the wolves there backing away into the forest line. You can't really get a good look on the wolves. In the middle of the lake, you see what looks like kind of a blackish, grayish mound or rock jutting out in the middle of the lake. 
probably about four feet, not even, maybe about two feet, in the middle of the lake. And it looks like that's what had their attention. A rock? From where you're standing, that's what it looks like. It's like some kind of hump. I mean, if it doesn't look like anything that would catch my attention, I would just keep going where I was going. The wind blows a little bit as you're about to walk away, and the hump seems to have hair blowing from it. Long hair. All right, um, I go down to one knee. I pull an arrow out of my quill, stick it into the, to the ice. Uh, then I tie a various to the uh, arrow and um, uh, pull the bow and arrow off my back, pull it down and um, notch the bow string. Okay. Put it back on my back, and then I loosen uh, a various. I just send it up. I'll roll my uh, falconry. Go ahead and roll. Just to do a circle while I walk towards the lake, because I don't want to be holding the bird while I'm walking. Okay. So, um... Is that a, a, a falconry? Is that dexterity or manipulation or uh, what is that? Wits? What uh, dexterity? It depends on what you're doing. You give commands. Commands. Manipulation. Yeah, manipulation. Okay, so so it's going to be some manipulation and falconry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see. You got six, eight, seven, eight, nine. I mean, really good roll. Okay. Um, it, it's pretty simple. You can, you yeah, can accomplish I'm, the thing. I'm just sending the bird up to fly in circles, and it will come back to a whistle. Okay. So, so he's just circling you right now. Yep. That's what he's done. That's all he's supposed to do. And you can't communicate with the bird, so even if he sees something, he's not going to let you know. No, I can whistle for the bird to do commands while in the air, though. Of course, but it, it's not going to alert you to any danger or anything like that. No, not unless I send thing. it on that type of thing. Exactly. Right. Right now, it's just circling. Yep. Because you don't want it on your side as you're investigating. Right. So um, I'll start walking out towards the uh, black thing. Okay. As you approach, you slow down as you get a little closer, as you realize what you're seeing. The snow falls across it. You see what appears to be frozen in the middle of a lake, the upper portion of a human body. Um, as you get a little closer, you see that it's a nude young woman. She appears to be a teenager in her late teens. And it's from her waist up. Her arms from her elbows down seem to be frozen beyond the ice. So from her elbows down to her wrists or under the ice. From her waist to her shoulders and her head slumped over. Like I said, she's completely nude. She has dark gray skin. Her hair is covering her face. You can't see her face. And she has what appear to be... Uh, do you have any languages? Linguistics? No. She has some strange language writing down her spine and tattooed. Um, but all you can see is from her elbows to her shoulders and from her hip bones to her shoulders and her head sticking out of the ice. And she's frozen in the ice from there. No obvious signs of death? Uh, not without investigating the body a little bit. I'll do that. Medicine and intelligence or perception? Which one do you want? Let's do 
perception in medicine? Two tens. It'd be two rolls, wouldn't it? Because you'd be looking for specific signs and then you'd be... Let's go ahead and do that. Go ahead and yeah. do, give me an, an investigation right. intelligence roll and then give me a uh, intelligence well, and... Well, I got two tens for the medicine. So okay. I rolled that one backwards. All right. And a six, a ten, and a seven for the perception. Okay. An investigation. Uh, the difficulty was only a six on both of those rolls, so it's you, you pass. I mean, four. I got tens on both rolls. Exactly. So. Um, I'm going to tell you what the tens are going to sell you. You reach down and you pull the hair from her face, and you see her eyes are bulged out, and her tongue is hanging from her mouth and swollen, and it looks like completely extended, like there's no more tongue to come out. You see bruising around her neck, and you see what appear to be human-sized or medium creature-sized bite marks throughout her whole body. Her hair is bloodied. You look a little bit further down her arms, Battius, and you can see through the ice that there are golden shackles around her wrists. And there's a golden chain that goes even further. And that ice is frozen through. It looks like feet. She's been here for a while. Okay. Actually, go ahead and give me another perception alertness roll. Uh, eight. And a one, so nothing. You got nothing in between? A f- couple of fives and a couple of fours. Nothing over a six? No. Okay. Well, you don't hear what I was going to mention before, but you hear the wolves start stirring up again. Okay. Okay. Octavius, you live in a farm, one of three farms in West Pergamon. House Cassius, House Decius, and House Victricius. They're all noble families, or they used to be at one time. Your great-grandfather was a champion of Farine. Right. Marcus. Yes. Cassius. Yes. <laughs> You're a farmer now. Um, you don't do any adventuring. You don't do anything crazy. But your father has taught you the art of sword and board, has not? Yes. Sword that, and shield. Absolutely. Because yeah. his, grand- his father... Taught him. Taught him, and his father was the champion. So it's been this, like, long line of family lineage. Um, Now, you're a half-elf. Correct. Tell me a little bit about that. Just a brief uh, history of why you're a half-elf. Your father's a human. Yes. He was a Phrenian human. Yes. He was a Phrenian human, and he ran into my mother years ago on the south side of the uh, estate. And uh, he was... Tending to people, helping them fulfill their work. She kind of saw him as an interesting person to get to know. Came onto the property line and he saw her there and the servants pointed her out and they came up to her and told her that she was trespassing and on private property and she offered him some of the beef and jerky and wines that she had in order to pay for her fines. But there was no fines? No. No, and they just 
kept having this routine for a couple of days until they became close friends, until eventually she became just a permanent resident of the state. And your father was already old when he had met her. He was like what you would consider elderly. Yeah, elderly for people like 30, late 30s, early 40s. So they had me and then she passed away shortly after that. And he was left with just me. Now, you never really knew what your mother passed away from, did you? No. Your father never told you? No. And he started becoming ill the last couple of years too, right? Yes. So you're pretty... few years, he's been losing his sanity. Yeah. One of the last things that marked it was on a hunting trip where he actually accidentally shot me. In the ass, right? Yes. (laughs) In the ass. And I mentioned earlier, there's no magic or clerics in this world, so it's not easy to heal something. No. So somebody had to throw me over horseback, drag me back to the house, and and then once I was there, the healer had to be brought up. (laughs) Now, your brothers and... You did have brothers and sisters, and they've all passed because... Yes. They were humans. Yes. So you're technically a bastard. They never married. No. Yeah. So I'm just... I get to hang out there because I'm the only one left in the family line. Everybody else has gone away. But considering that your father's sick, you are in charge of the farm now. Correct. Not that he's failing and in health, I'm taking over for him. Well, this is a normal day, just like any other day. Uh, You wake up early in the morning, the sun comes up, it's snowing, there's not a lot to do right now. So it's not like you're doing a lot of farming right now. You don't farm in the the winter. No. You're you're pulling stuff out of stores, knocking out this ice, making sure everything is all clear. Really, you're keeping yourself busy. Mm -hmm. And you're making sure everybody else is staying busy, too. You've been doing your morning routines. One of your farmhands comes up to you. Uh, What did we say his name was? Cody. No, no. Yes. Mm -hmm. This farmhand isn't Cody. This farmhand is uh, a person who... He's just a peasant farmhand that works for you. Okay. So we're going to go in character now. Okay. Uh, Sir, can I have your uh, your attention for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. What can I have? Jake, you're just kind of cutting... Wood Cutting right wood, now, yeah. Making you're just, firewood, you're just keeping everything. Up. Yeah. Just kind of plant the axe and kind of step over the side. Now, your farm isn't extravagant. It's one large house. Let's just describe this for a second. It's one large house. You do have farmlands. The house is big enough to sustain you, your father, and the family that used to live there. And then the farmhands and the farm fields have their own little shacks and huts. That's where they live. That's where they, they kind of thrive and all that stuff. It's not like this big mansion or anything like that. No, Even though like you guys were lords at one time, they're still it's still not like this big mansion. It's no. just a uh, it's humble. So you're kind of cutting wood in the barn and whatnot, and he pulls you aside. Cody was making the rounds around the lake and setting the bear traps. And the rabbit traps, sir. Mm-hmm. And he said that there is somebody on your property at the lake. Somebody at the lake? Yes, sir. Did he say what they were doing there? He came out of the forest line, Cody said. He just got back. And he said he saw him at the forest line. He walked in the middle of the lake that's frozen over. And he's doing something out there, and there are wolves surrounding him seems very odd. It looked like a hunter of some <coughs> sorts. I don't know. Cody hasn't told me much about the situation. Could be somebody who just ran out of food and was trying to find something. 
Maybe we'll grab a bow, grab a sword, grab some Really? Extra food. You're going to chew ice in the middle of Jake's fucking. <laughs> Everybody was quiet uh, for you, Neil, and you're going to start chewing ice? I don't even know it was that loud. Jake, I give you permission ne- to throw some I don't know. Was that loud? Was it loud? Next time it was loud. Was it loud? I didn't. I tried to turn this way so you couldn't Nick, hear it. Sound like you were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sound like you were. Sound like you were a giant eating a dwarf. I, I, I will. I will screws refrain. and bolts in your mouth. <laughs> I will refrain from doing that in the future. <laughs> unless it's a, unless it's funny. Next time you get mouth breathing in your whole section. <laughs> Let's make it up for Jake's whistling. <laughs> this is gonna be the whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> He's gonna make sure he's nose whistling you. <laughs> and you're standing in the snow, and you feel someone whistling on the back of your neck. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's it. I'm, take, I'm uh, muting your microphone. Muting yeah. <laughs> everything. Talking about with the gate. Uh, cutting it. I, I give Preston all control over muting you if you start becoming obnoxious. <laughs> you have the power. You're I'm not doing shit. shit. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> all right, all right. Back in character. Uh, yeah, so I don't know much about it, my lord. He is, uh, Cody mentioned to find you and to tell you about it. Um, Cody is at the edge of the property. Okay. He's continuing his work, but... He wanted to let you know. Well, let me see if we can dig up some arms, grab like a bow, a sword, maybe an extra cloak just in case he's freezing out there. I'm going to see what he's up to. Shall I go gather Cody for you? Yeah, go gather for Cody for me, and we'll go investigate. Out of character. Not Co- Cody is one of your top guys that works on your farm. He is your foreman, your farm foreman. He takes care of everything. He's your go-to guy. Very good, very good. Yeah, let's grab him. We'll go see what's going on, see what's wrong with this guy before we start. Um, also, calling sheriffs and worrying about stuff like that. He could just have missed the marker. Also, if there's snowing and there's storms. There's no telling what's going on. Yes, yeah, sir. Also, Pris from the kitchen said that your father wanted to see you before you leave for your daily duties. Okay. Well, you get him and that stuff together. I'll go see your father. Of course. Thank you, sir. Octavius, you slam the axe down the wood and you start making your way to the big house and you walk through the main keep. As you walk in, uh, what's this place look like? It's your house. What does it look like? I imagine lots of wood, yeah. uh, maybe antlers and things like that on the walls, bear skins, mm-hmm. big rugs, hardwood floors. It's just thinking fresh. like the hearth house from uh, Beowulf. Oh, Beowulf. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like Skyrim. Yeah, okay. Kind of all kind of built off the same thing. The big center area with the huge fireplace. A big hearth Ta- in the middle. Yeah, tapestries and that hanging down. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them with the, the symbols of eagles and stuff like that. Because that's going to be my family insignia. Okay. As you walk by, you walk by the champion's armor of your great-grandfather. It's black. Ferenian armor. The helmet with a big fan on it. Looks like Roman Empire armor, but really extravagant. See the sword and the shield next to it. It's set up all nice. It's got dust on it. Someday, you walk past that. You go someday. through the kitchen. You see Pris. She kind of glances at you. She's the head of kitchen in your household. She nods to you to go see your father. You walk in through the 
estate doors. Sure gives me a shrewd eye for trying to fingertip on the armor. (laughs) (laughs) You see your father laying in bed. The window to his left is open and pisses you off because it brings the cold in and makes him worse. Yeah, that's just going to make him cough more. But he likes it. I keep telling you not to leave that open. Go close it and pull the curtain. (laughs) He chuckles. Have you had breakfast? How are you feeling this morning? I feel worth 300 Lucritans. Good. My knees and my back, unfortunately, do not. (laughs) Unfortunately, around 80, those things start to go out on you, old man. Let's cover you up and keep them warm. Maybe get a dog in here. I like the cold weather. It makes me think of your mother. Did I... She enjoys the cold weather, too? <laughs> she hated it. That's why it makes me think of her. <laughs> Sounds about appropriate. Uh, seeing as her crest was a sun. Yeah, the, um, the kitchen talking about some hunter on our lake, our property. Looks like somebody may have gotten lost. This is something we should be concerned with. Probably not. You know how things go in the winter. I know how Cody is in the winter. He's restless. True. Looking for something to do. This may be nothing but just a chance to walk around and get some fresh air for him. Maybe a chance to hunt something down and get another fur over here. Which, either way, is a win-win for us, so I'm not going to complain. We don't get a lot of travelers on our property. You might want to take some protection with you, just in case. Well, son, you know what you're doing. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to take everything. I'll just take a sword. Have somebody have a bow with me. I'll be fine. Uh, You haven't swung a sword in months. Have you? Well, maybe. Absolutely. I haven't been chopping all the wood with the axe. He grins. (laughs) Be careful. I will. Let me me know what's going on. Can I have Pris send up some food for you while I'm gone? Ah, I'm not hungry. At least some oatmeal. Spirits. That's what I long for. (laughs) You get through breakfast, then I'll bring up a shot. You always were a cunt. (laughs) Get out of my bedroom. (laughs) You laugh. Pat him on the leg as I walk out. Hey, do me a favor. (laughs) Check some of those crops on your way out. Make sure they haven't died through the winter. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on things. We just want to make sure they survive it. Mm-hmm. You always like those herbs. Right. Go on, get out of here. Yeah. Jake, you leave there. And you start heading out. You see Cody, he's already waiting for you. I've got your coat and your sword ready for you. Thank you. Might as well bring an extra coat just in case this person needs it. <laughs> That's awfully polite for you. He kind of shrugs it off. <laughs> you never know what we're Way more find polite than he was. <laughs> All right. All right, lead the way, Cody. You guys start making your way out towards the lake on your property. It's about a half a mile walk in the snow at midday. It's going to take you a hot minute.
So, Cal, I'm going to call you Cal. Is that fine? Ah, I'm okay with that. So you've been in the town for, you know, what, three years? Three years now. Three yeah. years. What brought you here? Do you want to talk about it or no? Uh, no, no. I don't Not want, yet? No, I don't, want, I don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about you? You don't nah, want to talk about a, your it's, character? Uh, it's all private. Uh, yeah. It's, Maybe if the characters dig into you. You know uh, Octavius, right? Is not we'll, business. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know Octavius, right? Yeah. Octavius is my, my friend. Uh, he helps you out with work. Oh, you don't really have a job. No, I do. I do little odds and ends here and there. He's one of the people that'll hire you every uh, now and again. I, I, I basically spend most of my nights. Now, you're, the, like, uh, you're, you're a good dude in the town. Uh, people like you. You're not like uh, a. I, 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 some people would call me a charismatic drunk. Uh, uh, but you are a drunk. So, someone called me a uh, um, a lazy idiot. Um, but no, I, I take odds and ends here and there. Your passion is to not do anything and drink. I yeah, don't really. That doesn't mean you don't know how to do anything. Certainly, yeah. So you can relate. I ha. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you fuck. and fuck you too. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Got to make up for what we lost in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, no, like, bring it on. Uh, yeah. Bring, hey, you set the ground rules, uh, and I'm following. No, like no. Uh, but a lot of people think me as a. Uh, uh, most of the town folk think me as a. You know, see me as a kindly elf who's, you know, eager to help. A stranger in need. Okay. Look, I'm not. I'm not feared or low. Where, where do you sleep most of the time? Because uh, I don't imagine you have a lot of money. Well, no. If I if I can afford it, and I get in uh, a room at the inn. Okay. Uh, but a lot of times I I, I sleep uh, at the table on the bale fire or or if um, the I, owners of the bale fire they are Gobley and Jonan. Now, bale fire is an inn here in town. It's an inn. It's a bar slash inn throughout most of Abyssia. It's Dwarven Ran. So if you run across any town that's kind of populated, chances are you're going to see a Balefire Inn. What the Balefire Inn is, is the Dwarven Oven Inn. It's the Chili's of Abyssia. As Neil would say, yes, it's the Chili's of Abyssia. They are Dwarven Ran. So they're, they're dwarves with the last name Balefire. And what they do is they brew Balefire Ale. Uh, that's a big thing there. So these Balefires are Gobley and Jonan Balefire. Gobley has a wife. You've never got her name. You don't know her name. So, Cal, you were in the bale fire. It's midday. It's about 11, 11.30 a.m. Uh, you woke up from the night before of... It was kind of a wild night the night before. There was some kind of festival going on. Well, I probably on. woke up at the same table, and I'm, I'm still <laughs> sitting. Sure. Um, Gobley comes up to you, and he puts a little loaf of bread on the table. Are we starting yet? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, do you want us to come with us? Cold it. Water. Just give me a fucking... There's a trough outside if you want the water. If you want an ale, I'll get you one. All right, give me an ale. Give me an ale. Give me the money. You know I'm good for it. That's why I'm asking. Oh, fuck. All right, here's a fucking copper. Is that enough? If you want to save the copper and you want to clean up later and call it even. Deal. All right. He walks away. 
you see the doors open up and people are starting. They've been coming and coming in throughout midday and through the morning. The town has a kind of an eclectic group of people that live there. There are people that do things and there are people that don't. The people that don't are the ones that are coming in midday at the bailiff hour in. Or they're travelers. We've all been to a there. bar before four. Look, we <laughs> we've all been to Wally's at seven a.m. Am I wrong? No, I've been to Wally's at seven. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, so, Cal, you see a gentleman walking. He's got a half beard. He's skinny. He's a human. He's got scraggly hair. He looks like he's got mange. He's wearing peasant's clothes, and he's kind of a common thief here in town. His name's Skinnerd. Uh, he comes in. Does he have a free bird with him? Not Skinnerd. Skinner. <laughs> I was about mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Skinner. Sure. He comes in. Uh, you know him. He's a common thief. You want me to describe myself at all? I would love you to describe yourself. Well, I'm not gonna. <laughs> now that you want him to. What do you look like, Peter? Come on, stop wasting my time. Peter's a fucking cat. Stop wasting my motherfucking time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking open the door and then go anywhere. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> you wanted to go outside this whole fucking time. Nope. He's, uh, he's got kind but dark eyes. He's got short, greasy black hair that's usually messed up. Prominent elf ears and strong, sharp fe- features. He's got a five o'clock shadow. He always looks tired. But is usually smiling. Uh, he's tall and lean, and he's wearing tight leather, strappy getup with boots and a cloak. So he looks like you, sans tall with pointy ears. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for for not cutting at me at the lean thing. <laughs> Appreciate that. I, I don't know if he has tits or not. I'm just. At least I used to have pecs. <laughs> I got some making up to do. I don't mean to come at you hard. It's alright. <laughs> you know I love you. All right, so um, so you look like uh, what you know Neil Neil mentioned earlier. You look like Nightwing. You look like Nightwing. Kind of like with elf ears. Kind of like a cross between Leon and Nightwing. Yeah, Leon yeah. and Nightwing. Yeah, yeah Leon from. Uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. You're as you're waking up, you see, you know, the Gobly, he goes to the bar, he grabs you an ale and he brings it back to you. You see Skinner comes to your table and he starts laying out cards. Oh fuck, mate. Alright. As this is happening, you see um the bard that usually works here. She lives in town. She's a small gnome. She plays a loot. She starts playing, kind of warming up, developing an ambiance in the tavern, in the bale fire. Mm-hmm. You see Skinner. So we're going to have a couple of games, or should I go to another table? Because I did make some money last night. Out of character, you do know that he is a fucking common thief, and he steals good people's monies. Uh, I'm just wiping the cobwebs out. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's have let's have a game. Are you sure I can take this to another table? Uh, 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 sit down. Let's have a go. 
Go ahead and give me a perception and empathy. Difficulty? Six. Steady. Uh, ten, nine, eight, six. You got a ten? I did indeed. He's sizing you up, Cal. He's never done this before. No. You think that he's going to try and cheat you. He's never tried to cheat you in a game of cards before, but he's feeling froggy. He's obviously feeling froggy. With a 10, you think that he's feeling, um, obviously had a very eventful night the night before. No, he's still in the high of... Oh, yeah. And he thinks he's like, you know what? I'm going to continue this high, and I'm going to keep robbing people. Um, I'm going to, uh, may, may I roll, uh, manipulation and performance? Of course. Uh, what are you trying to accomplish? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into it. So you want to make it look like that you're not? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into being tired and, and. Go ahead and do your subdiffuse instead of your performance. Okay, fair enough. So manipulation and subdiffuse. Difficulty of, with this guy, six, so. Uh. Uh, ten, seven, six. You got a ten? Ten, seven, six. All right. You make it very apparent that you have no idea that he isn't intending on cheating you. You guys play several hands of cards, and he takes what little money you have left very easily, and you see him cheating the whole time. Go ahead and give me a perceptional alertness roll. That's like my mega roll. Difficulty of a seven. Uh, two tens and a nine. He's stashing okay. a card, a yeah, game card, in his sleeve every time. Skinner. What? Are you getting upset? You have no money left? It's all right. I'll go play somebody else. I can see what's up your sleeve. You're not even being sly. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the card up your sleeve right now. Look, I can see it's hanging out. You see him look down, and he looks back at you. That's not a card. That's a knife. Are we really going to do this right here? He kind of looks you up and down. He rolls his perception and his empathy on you. No, I'm sorry. I lied and I cheated you. Oh, you're not sorry, but you did lie and cheat me. It's all right. Hey, hey, spy me around. And a room for the night. We'll call it even. He looks around the bar and he looks back at you. All right. He stands up. Good man. See that? I knew you weren't a complete piece of shit. He kind of smirks at you and walks up to the bar as he goes to buy you a drink. Grimdorf Bronzebeard, tell me about yourself. What I, do you look like? The uh, physical appearance, um, wearing very nice clothing uh, made out of a silk cape. I'm not, not going to say his whole outfit is silk. That wouldn't be very practical in a snowy area. Um, but he's got a silk cape that's purple, and he's wearing a very fine cotton tunic. Uh, say it's green in color, um, mixed with some uh, some blue. His house colors. 
Uh, like I said, he is a noble, uh, and he's uh, now he's a noble of the Bronzebeards, which are a family who are affiliated in this world. What we we'll get into a little bit further in the future, called the Merchants Guild. Okay. You are affiliated with them. I'm affiliated with the Merchants Guilds, and but you're kind uh, of there aren't that many dwarves out in the worlds. Uh, most of them are travelers, so to be a noble and parked up in one spot is unusual. And traveling dwarfs will make every attempt they can to marry into my family. It's uh, rich, and it gives you a place to stay that's stable, which is something that dwarves don't often get. Uh, in contrast to other dwarves, uh, Grimdorf has a kind of a Santa Claus-looking face, got Shubrick cheeks, Rosy cheeks, a nice round nose, smooth skin for a dwarf. I mean, this is somebody. Yeah, but I bet you got a big pitted, porous nose, doesn't he? No, he's not got pitted. He's, he's, <laughs> he exfoliates, man. He exfoliates for sure. Peter's like, yeah, so, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to. Hey, what do you use? Yeah, to, we have to compare some Sand, man. I moisturize. I've been using the same <laughs> moisturizer for for ten years now, and that's why I look way better than Neil does. No, that's just because you're a. Oh, yeah, he's using oil, too, but oil's not going to exfoliate. He, he washes that grime out of there, man. Uh, <clears throat> and he's got a big, he's not like a white beard, like saying, he's got a big, thick. I, I think there are other podcasts for, uh, for facial uh, treatments, so. Oh, right, maybe. don't put your hand, that Peter doesn't like where you put There's your so many jokes I can go with. I just kind of got, like, paused by, like, a <laughs> sea of jokes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> well, tell us a joke, Preston. <laughs> uh, nope. Okay, so... Uh, All right, we'll that's him physically, and also he does carry around a, uh, a two-handed Zweihander, uh, two-handed sword. What is a two-handed Zweihander? German? Zweihander is... Uh, th- th- literally is German for two-handed. <laughs> That's, that's what it stands. That's what it means. Sounds a little redundant there, baby. <laughs> it's a two-handed, two-handed sword. Yeah, it's a two-handed, two-handed, you know? I mean, how did I get here? <laughs> but uh, he's got a two-handed sword, um, no actual armor, but you know what? Since it won't give him any actual stays, he's got some cool leather bracers. I like bracers. And that's what he's like. He's happy-go-lucky for what? the most part. Okay. Uh, do you want to? But he's also mercurial. What he's are you doing in? Got temper. What are you doing uh, in West nice Pergamon? Word. Sorry. What are oh, you doing? That, see, that's a good usage of like fancy <laughs> words. I like when people just drop that shit. But it's like. Yeah, but he does it in a way that is. No, like Peter does. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, just be like ping, because it's the perfect word for the. No, no, it's kind of awesome when idiots like are impressed by 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 a word that you pull. Are you calling Neil an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> you know what Peter did yeah. when he did that? He just showed you his nipple ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I admit, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I want to know what Grimdorf is doing in West Pergamon. What is your goals here? You are here for a purpose. You're here to establish... There, there is something going on within the Merchants Guild. And... We're going to get a little bit further into that as your character kind of gets into this game a little bit more. But there is a reason that you're here. You're here for the Merchant's Guild. You're also here kind of proving yourself to your family within the Merchant's Guild also. You're not a well-traveled dwarf. You're not a well-adventured dwarf. Okay, so I take it wherever I'm from is pretty nearby. So I ain't like hike over a mountain to get here by myself. I don't want to say the name because it's not going to be on the map yet. Okay. But there, but there are many roads. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I, 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 there's a reason I'm not 
specifically. You know, I, I'm as we're doing this podcast. The, the so places, would you say it's about a day's travel away? No, it's further than that. Okay. Okay. Cool. There we we will we here. will discuss in future episodes your past and what you're doing here, just as we will with uh, Badius, as we will with uh, Cal's, as we will. Sure, Davis. sure. I was just oh, trying we, to get a sense of how tired my character might be. You've um, been you've been traveling for weeks. Okay. Cool. Uh, then uh, you're finally where you need to be. I don't want to give too much away. Sure. Um, but. Either way, I'm wearing a traveling cloak right now. I'm wearing my traveling cloak. I got a pack and everything like that. Okay. That's the case. You you're, you walk into town. This is what you see. You're walking on the road. It's snowing. The road is traveled hard. They do salt the road here as you get closer to town, so you can see the road. All right. You are traveling with a caravan. The caravan is a well-traveled caravan, so you, can, you, you do trust them. And as a part of the Merchant's Guild, you do know who to travel with and who not to travel with. As you come up to West Pergamon, you see the backdrop of the high peak mountains. You see the sharp, jagged, rocky terrain around you. You see the snow-covered evergreens. You see this small, quaint village that holds about 1,200 people. You see tile roofs. You see glass windows. You see... It's, it's charming. The village is charming. But... Anybody who is awakened, and what I mean by awakened is, uh, this is a vampire term that we use here. Anybody who has seen anything in their lives that might have hit them hard and to the core. The supernatural magic. Would know, yes, exactly. Would know there's something dark about this place. Uh, I pull a dagger out of my pack and strap it to my belt. It's nice and easy reach. As you walk in, you see a city guard. Okay. Uh, the city guard approaches you briefly. You see a gentleman walk up to you. Oh, hi. Purpose. Excuse me, power base. Purpose. Purpose. Ah, yes, of course. I'm here for trade from the Bronzebeard family. I'm sure you're happy to have to <laughs> The points to the bale fire. <laughs> <laughs> Does exactly that. He points to the bale fire. You see a two-story round building. Uh, I mean, what do the bell flowers look like on the outside, Neil? It looks like the visitor center from Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> without, without the thatch roof. Yeah, no, but, with the thatch roof. I'm sorry, but not so Hawaiian. But more, more like loggy, like I, I'd imagine. Like, yeah, but that shape. Yeah, yeah, like a round, kind of glassy. You see the bell fire. He points to it. He goes, Ah, an interesting structure. I'm a dwarf. I, I comment on the building of things. Architect, yeah. Build fucking caves that much? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And he walks away from you. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Sorry, that second part was out of character. I thought it was a... His friend actually the says voice. that. His yeah. friend actually says that. Looks at him. What a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Seth, yeah, you start walking over there, and um, immediately the over there. you notice, as you go through the beginning part of the village, it's um, kind of houses and huts and whatnot, and as you uh, get a little closer towards the middle of the square of town, you that you see the marketplace. Oh, what time of day is it, by the way? It's midday. Midday? Oh, okay. No, it's after five, I think we established, yeah? No, it was 11 in the morning when I was... It's 11.30 in the morning right now. 
I mean, I just wake up at five, so um, I, I imagine midday is like seven. <laughs> the uh, a market smith is what this place is called, Seth, and various shops and several family farms locate themselves in this market smith. Every substantial town has a market smith, and every market smith is ran by the merchants guild. The merchants guild does have a very powerful role to play in this campaign. So, I mean, that's all I'm going to say about it right now. But it's one of the reasons you're here for. All right. You go and just walk through it. It's nice. You notice little shops. There are seem to be three major families that kind of establish themselves in this market smithy as far as the farming is concerned. All right. And then you get to the bell fire. The doors. Uh, so it is winter, right? Absolutely. All right. So there's, there's snow on the ground? Yes, there is. All right, well, I'm going to pick up a handful and use it to wash some of the dirt from the trail off my hands and face. Okay. You still look ugly. Wow. Man, all the points I put into appearance apparently mean nothing. But You, you, you have points in appearance? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, well, dwar- dwarves find you super high. I'm a noble. <laughs> like, <it> just, <laughs> dwarves think you're just like the bee's knees. Everybody else is like, all right, he's less ugly. He's, now, he's like Thorin. If he's got four dots in fucking appearance, he looks like Thorin. Uh, he looks like Thorin Oakenshield. Oh, no, yeah, no. Four dots always were handsome. Who's the sexy dwarf? That Thorin? No, no, no. The guy from the beard and the five o'clock shadow dwarf? No, no, no. The guy, the sexy dwarf. The guy from the TV show. Supernatural. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tyrion Lannister. No, he's talking about the guy from the Supernatural show. I'm just saying I'd hit it. That's all. The sexy dwarf. Yeah, that's that's you with a beard then. I mean, right. with a four appearance, uh, this old lady comes up to you. You are a handsome dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> well, she kind of peaches you in your big Santa Claus cheek, and she walks on. <laughs> good, I was going to flirt with her Good a job bit, spending those dots. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way to the uh, bale fire, and the doors open up as you walk through. You open them. <laughs> and go and give me perception alertness. Look around a little bit. All right, perception and alert. Oops, sloppy dice. Well, let me pick those dice up real fast. And I got one success, and it's a ten. Okay. As you come through those doors, you notice several things. One, this is a bar run by doors. You know it's a bale fire. You were expecting that. Two... It's midday. The people in here um, have nothing to do. Now, that's not saying that it's not wintertime right now, okay? So in wintertime, anybody that's from the Midwest knows that in wintertime, most of the time you have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that this is the Midwest, okay? This is, uh, there are things to do in the winter in places like this. But you traveling going through bale fires, meeting people, doing your thing, you know that there's going to be a certain type of people in a bar. Oh, you said it's a bale fire. Is it like a bale fire? Like a, it's like a Bennigan's? It's like a chicken? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All yeah, right. Like, like like Peter said, it was a, it's like a Chili's. All right. Cool. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So what do I notice around there? Anything particularly interesting? You look around the bar and with that 110 that you got, you see a... Gnome on stage, and she seems very well played with lute. And she's getting ready to start singing. She's kind of warming up, playing lute songs. 
you see two dwarves oh. behind the bar, managing the bar. Two brothers, you would only assume. You see one of their, you'd only assume is maybe a sister or wife walking around helping them. You see some patrons throughout the bar. The patrons, none of them catch your attention except for two. And the two that catch your attention, they're playing cards. One is a mountain elf, or a jicod, or a thick elf, as you would call them. <laughs> That's a derogatory term. Well, then I wouldn't call them that. <laughs> and you see a human who looks shady and... Well, he looks, uh, he looks nefarious. Shifty eyes. Mm-hmm. All right, gotcha. Hmm. He sits down at the table with the mountain elf, and they start playing cards some more. Hmm. And the main dwarf, the main balefire dwarf behind a bar, sees you come in. You see his eyes widen. And he goes, Welcome, another dwarf. Ah, oh, yeah, so always good to see a friendly face. Oh, you're friendly, though. That's friendly as you can be. I'm a bronze beard. Bronze beard. <laughs> fucking ginger. I yes, a there. fucking ginger. You'll get over it, I'm sure. By the way, take my things, put them behind the counter. Um, get me another bottle of whiskey, something better than what I see back there. And uh, around for the house. I say that louder so everyone can hear me. He just stares at you. Go ahead and give me a manipulation and expression or performance, whatever you got. Difficulty of a six. Okay. Ooh, shit. All right. Uh, so I eliminate those two, and then I, tens I can reroll, right? Uh, uh, no. More than four to you have that. to be specialized in a skill, and you shouldn't be at this point specialized in anything four, yet. Four dots. Whoa. No, oh, I thought you could. Mm-hmm. I thought you got the, they, they exploded. You rolled if, do you have a four in charisma? No. You have to have a. At least four dots and a skill attribute, or um, just four dots and whatever in order yeah. to. And you have to be specialized, so you have to pick an actual specialization. There's two tens, two successes, <laughs> irregardless. <laughs> you fucking stop it. <laughs> it's in the dictionary now, man. It's it can't be stopped. My, it's in the, it's stop. in the movie. Making my butt clench. It's in the movie. So you got how many successes? I got two successes. Two, two successes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what do you say? Exactly what I just <laughs> said to him. I, uh, I tell him that uh, I'm gonna, here's my backpack, here's my cloak. Obviously, you're going to put those behind the counter. I'm not satisfied the wiki, uh, the, the whiskey you have. Get something top shelf from the back and get everyone a round of drinks. He, this is the bail fire. He, he narrows his eyes and he walks around the bar. And you are substantially taller than him because you're tall for a dwarf. <laughs> a dwarf. A dwarf. <laughs> How tall are you? You said you were tall for a dwarf. Uh, right? yeah, about five foot four. Okay, so yeah. So you're not even a dwarf. You're just a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up to you and he looks at you. Almost as wide. He looks up to you and then looks yes. down like he's taller than you. And then looks back up at your eyes again like he's like like he's bigger than you, sizing you up. I give him a smile. And he says, okay. All teeth. He grabs your fucking stuff. <laughs> he takes your coat. He walks around the bar. He grabs a top shelf bourbon off the or spirit off the bar. He puts it on the bar table and he yells across the bar. This rounds on the house courtesy of 
The master dwarf over here. The, the bronze beard, I announced. That, that really wouldn't drink. be on the house then, would it? You so son of a bitch. Are we splitting hairs here? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Not man, the balefire. You son of a bitch. The balefire is run by, by family, man. Or it's, it's, it's a funded by We're investors. So he grabs a top shelf bourbon off the bar and he slams it down on the bar. This round's on the bronze beard. Because Peter's a cunt. <laughs> Dude, you ate a lot of that ice cream fast. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's a little pint. He's trying to get titties too. What are you talking about? That's like He's more than a scoop in less than five alone. minutes. I'm just oh saying. <laughs> Wait, how do you eat ice cream? <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, oh, so I don't. You're just fucking jealous. <laughs> I am. You're absolutely right. I'm gonna breathe this in your face. God <laughs> damn it, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so if you boof ice cream, right? Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> no. It's not the same experience. You know what's funny is I was just about to go there too. Uh, but you didn't. So if you're a power bottom <laughs> and you then boof, you boof ice, ice cream, does <laughs> a cold hit? All right, all right, guys. We, Seth's got to leave here soon. I'm going to call hot table rules here. <laughs> got to. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> Just real quick, I have actually boofed fucking toothpaste one time. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why would you tell us that one? Why? Number two, why would it you tell us better. that? It gets better. First of all, first of all. There are some things that you take to the grave. First that of all. might be one of them. There are reasons. There are reasons. There are reasons. Listen, man, when you got to use preparation aid, and there's no lights on. Oh. And this is the funny part. The only reason why I was able to notice that it happened, and this is the God's honest truth, your butt can taste a little bit. I felt the minty freshness in my butt. Oh, my God. I lay down, I'm like, that's not right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope I hope that got caught. Uh, <laughs> now, oh my God. That, that's a bummer. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call hot table rules. <laughs> oh God! I'm crying right now. Grimdark has never boofed toothpaste. <laughs> no, but you have. <laughs> and Thanks, thanks, Seth. Because oh, now, <laughs> Thank, thanks for sharing. Because now, because now the world knows that. <laughs> That's fine. Man. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of my body. <laughs> it's 2019. It's 2019, man. You yeah. gotta. All right. Booth privilege. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, I gotta get serious all of a sudden because there's some serious things going on oh, that way. And face I face hurts. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right, come on. Uh, uh, Van Dam. Van Dam. All right. So where were we, though? <laughs> yeah, he serves, he, he lets the bar know that, that everybody in here is taken care of for at least one round. All right, well, then I also uh, announced to the bar. Wait, 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 wait. What? What's wrong? I'm just laughing. He's at, he just his his asshole could taste. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you can try this at home. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it could possibly hurt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and if you got a girl who eats ass, man. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's just just never get a mentos. <laughs> <laughs> the fresh maker. <laughs> all right. Never mind. Maker. I already said hot table rules. Hot table rules in this for everybody else means that if you say something and fucking mark my words, I, I will put it in the goddamn, I will publish it. If I say hot table rules and you say something in character, it's going on the fucking podcast. Well, well and, and here's the thing. Your character says that. So it's super, Absolutely. So it's no super problem. fucking embarrassing. Uh, yes. If you're talking about butt tasting. <laughs> <laughs> because if at this point of forward, if I say hot table rules and bam, tasting we're back in the game. with a butt. <laughs> then your character says that. Yes. I don't taste butts. I taste with my butt. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I have said Thanks it. for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Get it out! God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Van Dam! Now we're all a little bit horrified. Chocolate starfish! I call hot table rules. Careful now. Careful. I mean, there were, I was about to address the singer in the room. So if she knows someone biscuit, then well, that's what your that's what your character says. Yes, if I say hot table rules. So at this point forward, hot table rules. We got a lot to do. We got to get some stuff accomplished before we get done tonight. Let's get it done. Right, well, I do. I just, I'm announcing everyone, everyone's thanking me for their drinks. I say ah, but this drink does not come free. And I point over at the the musician when she's playing on a piano or a lute. A lute. A lute. She's on a lute. The the the. the She's a small gnome, gnome right? Yeah. Blonde-haired gnome, yep. Bright blue eyes. I'm a bronze beard, and I've come to dance. So dance with me, play. Snap her fingers rapidly at the blue player. She stops doing what she's doing. Um, um, would you like to hear something upbeat, something I can move my feet to? She starts stomping her foot on the stage. And, um, you know, some people get a little involved and start clapping. Can, can someone tell this dwarf it's not even noon yet? <laughs> Do who you say that to? Skinner. <laughs> Skinner looks at you. He's like, he looks at the dwarf and he looks at you. And he's like, I'll go tell him. And he gets up and he, you see him look straight at his coin purse when he says that. And he starts walking over to him. Ron's beard. Yes. Go ahead and give me a perception and empathy roll. Perception and empathy? Cal, give me the same thing. Oh, this isn't going to be good. That would ah, be botched. That's that's not good. I actually botched too. <laughs> that's that's really funny. No, I had a seven. I bought. Well, what's the difficulty? I had a seven, a one, and a one. Six. It's bad. What's the difficulty? Six. 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 Mm-hmm. I had six. A, I had a seven, seven, one, six. Hmm. Uh, so he made it. So you he got did. one success, Cal. Um, Bronzebeard, you got nothing. Nothing. Okay. You see. A small, skinny, kind of uh, 
patchy, bearded, long-haired, grizzly-looking peasant come up to you. Hello. Uh, please don't touch my tunic. I, I heard you were uh, giving up free beverages. Cal, with that one success... They're not free. You have to dance. You see him <coughs> approaching this dwarf, and you know what he said before he left the table. So I see him... What? Whoa. You see Skinner about to try and... But he's still high on... Uh, Oh, yeah. Taking shit from people. Yep. Mm-hmm. A little watch. You see Bronze, this dwarf, is completely not noticing at all. No. Oh. I'll watch. Actually, um, let me do a uh, uh, dex and athletics. I'm going to lean back in my chair. Okay. And I have a... Getting like a check to lean back in your chair? <laughs> no, just... Just <laughs> look cool. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know... I, 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 I've got, a, I've got a grace about myself. Okay. All right. So you're going to circus away. Lean back in your yeah. <laughs> Three nines. Do I need to say any more? No, you push your chair to almost the extent of a chair being able to be leaned back in. And you put your feet on the table and it looks unnatural how well you were leaning in this chair. Well, I, uh, have I not said I have, a, I have a cat sleeping underneath me? You haven't mentioned anything about your I cat. I know I haven't. I, I have a cat, a large black cat, sleeping underneath me. He just hangs out in the he's, tavern? He's just my buddy. He just knows I feed him. He's a... Is he a stray? Huh? Stray? Aren't we all? It's a tavern cat. I mean... You do this, and it gets the attention of the gnome singing on stage. He is singing a song at this moment. Um, Bronzebeard. Yes. You notice... That this gentleman, as he's waiting for his drink, he starts to dance a little bit, and he goes to take you of your coin purse. But he botches in the process of the roll, and he goes to fall instead. And he goes and grabs on your cloak to try and catch himself from falling. That dirty-handed bastard. So go ahead and give me a, a reflex roll. So go ahead and give me a dex and athletics. That I can do. That. Difficulty of a six. That I'm actually good at. I have a dex of three. Dex and what? Athletics. Athletics. Never mind. All right. It's just a six difficulty. We'll see what happens. Ah, I passed, but barely. Difficulty. Difficulty. You unsnap your cloak button, and he just falls with a cloak, and it crashes into the ground. See something you like. What are you waiting for? <laughs> huh? You weren't trying to steal my coins now, were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I jam my sword in the ground right next to his head. <laughs> Sticks in the ground. He's like, ah! I'm sorry, my lord. I didn't mean anything by it. My, in my- fact, I stick it through, the, through his hair. It's kind of staple in the ground. Staples his head to the ground. My, my character erupts in laughter watching this unfold. If you needed a coin, all you had to do was ask. I reach into my pocket, pull out a coin, and slap it onto his chest. Bump. And then pinch his cheek. He's so adorable. Uh, sir, I, I don't know what to say. Thank you would suffice. 
So you're paying him? I'm giving him a coin, yeah. You see he's got a full coin purse on his side. Hmm. <laughs> Is that yours? That was a hesitation. Give me a min... Give me a perception and empathy. Give me a perception and empathy. And a Difficulty of a six. Also not my best, but hey, I can do it. There. Oh, yeah, ten. 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 Two, two. He's lying to you right now. Absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Well, then you'll don't mind if I ask the rest of the Balefire if anyone's missing any coin. Be I, honest. I'm going to uh, roll my manipulation. Manipulation. Expression. Difficulty of... What are you trying to convey? Uh, convey that, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I lost some money. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. You actually did, so all you got to do yeah, is tell the truth. <laughs> well, you don't have to roll. I mean, did you take some of your money? <laughs> yes, he did. You don't have to roll anything, Peter. You just need to say, yes. yeah, he did. Yeah, it's yeah. Truth. <laughs> Shit, yeah. <clears throat> Rosbeard, you see this mountain elf say this. All right, well, then I take my sword that's sticking through his hair. Give it a good twist. Ah! <laughs> Return the money, <laughs> and you won't go bald. <laughs> That's right, you return that money. My hairline's receding as it is, my lord. Yes, it is, it is. How much faster would you like to go bald? I, I have, um... He unstraps his belt, look, and just kind of tosses his head at you, and it, like, hits you in the lip part of your face. <laughs> <laughs> and it rolls on your beard. But coins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I toss it over to his table. <laughs> Cal, the whole fucking coin purse slaps on the table. Yeah. Does it spin and open up? Yeah. Raise my drink up to you and take a long quiff. Cheers. Wait, did you just say quiff? <laughs> quaif. Quaif? Quaif? You take a long quaif? I take a long quaif. Quaff, quiff, quaff. I was waiting to see who was going to break there. <laughs> it didn't take long. I mean, I'm a silly bastard, but quaif? <laughs> oh, man. Seth, you get an extra two experience points for using the word quaif. Hey, come on. This is a vampire system. That's a lot. Hey. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Hey, man. Octavius, Octavius, you start crossing your ice tundras in your farmlands and start making your way towards the <clears> lake, <throat> the frozen lake that you know of. Now, you know this lake is a, uh, a very pleasant place for your family. It's a, you know, it's on your property. Um, there's a lot of history here. You've done a lot of things. You've fished on this lake. You've gone swimming in the summers in this lake. It's wintertime. You don't go to the lake in the wintertime. As you're crossing this ice tundra and you're getting across this lake, you see the person that Cody had mentioned before. Cody stops you and he points to the person. Baddius, give me a perception alertness. Octavius, give me a perception alertness. Uh, eight, ten, and a one. Sloppy dice. I got nothing. I botched out my successes. This is a basic uh, difficulty, a six. If I don't, if I don't give you a difficulty, it's that it means it's a six. I got a five. 
Is that a sex trick? Nope. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I told you. I botched out my successes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was uncalled for. That's <laughs> right. Funny. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's fine. No, what'd you get? Yeah. Uh, ten and eight and a one. The snow's ten, ten and eight one. Snow's coming down hard. You see in your peripherals some shadowed figures approaching the lake to the south side. They don't see you. You see them. They're approaching cautiously. They look like villagers? Yeah. The, with that 10 that you got, you do hear the chimes again. You hear these wind chimes and they're eerie. It's almost as the wind blows, you hear them kind of through the wind. And then you see the wolves come out of the forest line again. And you notice that the wolves are being ridden by something. There are small creatures on the backs of these wolves. All right, um, I'll call uh, Various on the whistle and have it fly towards, over the top of them, towards me, so they see the eagle fly towards me. And then I'll catch are the eagle. Ta- are you talking about Jake and his crew? Or the yeah, wolf? Jake and his crew. Okay. So that way the eagle will fly over the top of them, through the snow, and towards me, and then I'll catch it. Uh, Octavius, give me another perception <clears throat> What'd you get? One eight. You see the eagle fly above you and it kind of startles you for a moment and it flies over the lake and it goes to the middle of the lake and you see a shadowed figure standing there in the snow in the middle of the lake. Arm up. Catching the bird. The eagle lands on his arm and you notice the figure in the lake now and you see who. What? You see Cody. (coughs) Should we flank him? He doesn't look like he's lost, huh? And he doesn't look like he needs an extra cloak either. Absolutely not, sir. He looks like he's a villain. Keep the bow at the ready, but stay at my back. You hear the wolves with that eight sound. <clears throat> you don't hear the chimes because you didn't get any tens, but you heard the wolves howling. Oh, yep. And then you see them coming out from the lake shore. And it startles Cody, and it startles your farmhand. Pull my sword. Stand behind me. They seem like they're coming forward. They seem like they're circling the lake. Slowly start crab walking my way over towards (coughs) the gentleman in the middle. (laughs) You're literally walking like a crab across the lake. Like the MC Hammer? (laughs) Trying to keep my vision on the wolves, so if they come Baddie, forward, he looks I'm like ready a dork for it. Coming across the lake, <laughs> like he's like waiting for this lake to bust <clears throat> open at any moment. And I'm you see his. Not concerned about the lake. I'm concerned about the wolves. I'm ready for them to come at any moment, but probably looks pretty dumb. <laughs> I don't. I don't laugh. I mean, my character doesn't laugh. I laugh. Yeah. The other uh, gentleman following him or following suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, okay. I just stand there looking badass and cool. (laughs) (laughs) Octavius, your your cloak's all flapping in the wind. So is yours, Baddius? Yeah, everything's just kind of blowing back. Hair's flying. I'm really glad you didn't do that whole 
Walking in the wind. <laughs> Walking in the wind. <laughs> shit. shit. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> he gets closer to you, Neil, and he pulls. Do you draw your sword or no? Oh, I draw it whenever, but I have it towards the wolves more than him. Badius, you see him draw his sword. Octavius, he draws his sword, and he kind of points it towards you and towards the wolves a little bit, and he starts approaching you. Octavius, give me one more perception alertness well, I'm, roll. I'm, gonna, I'm actually just going to look and look okay. at them and nod down towards where I'm standing. Go ahead and give me a note. And then I'll step roll. out of the way so they can see what I'm in front of. Okay. That is 110. <clears throat> 110? <clears throat> You see Badius, he looks at you kind of concerned, and he looks down as he starts stepping away from what looks like a stone in the middle of the lake. But you know this lake, there's no stones in this lake. There's no rocks that protrude from the surface of the middle of this lake. And as you get closer, you start noticing that it's the back of a woman, an ashen-skinned woman that has a tattoo down her back, and you see the long, dark hair. And as soon as you see the tattoo, you know who immediately who this is. Shit, shit, shit. Do you hide that reaction? No. No, I'm not a good hider or bluffer. Thaddeus, you see his character. I immediately start to look distressed. Put my hand up to my head. I start to get a little greener. Octavius. Walk around to the front of her face just to confirm it before I just go off with it. Pull the hair out of her face and you do confirm. This is Kara Demure, the magistrate's daughter. This is not good at all. Badius, you see him reacting to this. I just stand there. I almost forget the wolves there, just kind of looking at her and just the way she is, dead, murdered, bite marks, chained into the ice. You see all the things I described earlier to Badius's character. Oh, man. There is something terrifying about this situation, the way it looks and the way it's presented. But there's also something mystical and magical about these binds around her wrists under the ice that go deep beyond what you can see, this chain that goes under the ice into the bottom of the depths of this lake. Was she reported missing? Has anybody said anything? Not that you know of. When was the last time I saw her? Uh, Give me an intelligence check. Difficulty of a six. Nothing? You don't remember the last time you saw her. Too shaken up. Badius, give me a perception alertness. And then an intelligence and survival if you get anything over a seven. Two eights. Two eights? Give me an intelligence and survival. Six, seven, eight, ten, and a three. Okay. Awesome. There are creatures riding these wolves, Badius, and they are making it very obvious that they want what you guys are surrounding. This body in the lake. The creatures riding the wolves are entlings. With the intelligence and survival that you got, you know that entlings are saplings, events, which are forest folk. Um, they can take shapes of trees. They're, they're forest spirits, and they create little creatures that survive in the wild. Kind of represent who they are, and these are these creatures riding these wolves. I look at his character. He he looks like he's uh, leading this little troop here. Absolutely. 
You have a name? Octavius. Octavius Marcellus Cassius. Octavius, are these your lands? <clears throat> They're my father's lands. Hadrian. There are creatures out there that want this. You know her? Wolves to feed on? No. You know her? I do. She's the magistrate's daughter. I will stand here and protect the body, but you will need to go get some help. You're going to be alright by yourself? For a little while. I would leave. Yeah. I look at the, 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 one. the more stronger one. You see a uh, 22-year-old <clears throat> young man who's wielding a bow and arrow, kind of watching the wolves as they're running around the lake. I would leave him. Yeah, Cody will stay. Are you, you see him look at you. Are you sure, my lord? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Protect her. We I'm a good shot with this. Her family deserves to properly bury her, not have her buried here in the ice or eaten by wolves. I don't think they're here to eat her. What rides on their backs is the Akari spirits. They want this for some reason. You notice I don't say her, I say this. Out of character also, Badius. They're gonna do whatever they can, it appears, to get what they want. I would be fast, it seems there was probably going to be a fight. Yeah, Cody, stay here. I'll see what I can do about finding somebody who can help. How many arrows does he have? He's got a quiver, so 12. Cody, go to one knee. Put some arrows into the ice. He raises an eyebrow and looks at you, Octavius. Go ahead and follow his lead. You're a wild person, aren't you? I'm of the Trinidine, yes. His eyes widen and looks at you, Octavius. <clears throat> he goes to a knee and immediately starts following what you say to do. Four or five in front of you. He sticks them in the ice. Have I ever heard of Trinidine Rangers before? Give me a perception and survival. Octavius, intelligence, and do you have hearthwisdom? Just one. Intelligence and hearthwisdom. Is the um is Cody using a hunting bow, like short bow, or is it a long bow? It's a medium hunting bow. <clears throat> Alright. I lied, I don't have hearth wisdom. I just have intelligence then. What'd you get? Seven and a nine. You know what the Trinidine is. The Trinidine is a group of rangers that are well trained. Who abide by a very, very strict code. Well well traversed. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know that they follow a very, very strict code. So they're honorable. Yes. Okay. Did you do your roll? Oh, you told me to do another survival roll? Yes. Oops. With what? Perception. <clears throat> is the, um, is nine, eight, eight, nine? It's very obvious this ice is unnatural when he sticks his arrowhead into it, it snaps the arrow. And he almost gets annoyed like he did something wrong. And he goes to stick another one in and Badius. I'll stop him. They're gonna need somebody strong to dig this person out if that's what their intentions are. You said your name was Octavius? Yes. My name is Badius Octavius. You're gonna need someone strong to break through this ice. And Badius, you also look down into manacles. And someone who can break free those 
I cannot do either. I don't know about all of that. Well, if you don't, find someone who does and be quick. I think I'm about the strongest person I know, but I can see what I can find. Bring the whole village if you can. I don't know if I want to call the alarms and bring the sheriff and the magistrate. Well, they're going to rip this poor girl's body in half trying to take it. Yeah, but the magistrate's not a kind man. If he finds her dead body on my property, Octavius, you get a flash also. My house, a small. You get a flash of a small memory of you and Kara and Cal. You guys were all friends with each other, and you guys all knew each other. None of you guys had romances with each other, but you knew enough of each other. Drinks and dancing. Her father was a son of a bitch, but. You didn't know much about her personal life. Well, what you did know is she did enjoy a good time. And you and Cal were a part of that. Terrible loss. <clears throat> You're wasting time. Um, I'm sorry. I'll leave the extra. Octavius, give me one perception alertness roll before you leave. Vadius, you already got it. You hear the chimes again. Difficulty of an eight. But Octavius. I got two nines. Is it just me, or is, or is there something in the wind? You hear wind chimes, what no. it sounds like. Almost like something somebody would hang on the front porch, but... Something on your property? No, I've never heard that before. It's most and likely unnatural, then. And I come out here quite frequently. Not during this time of year, but... Oh, that's all wonderful, but you're still yeah, stalling. Yeah, I'm sorry. Drop whatever extra stuff I have. <clears> take the sword. Beat feet, make my way. You start uh, heading your way towards town. I walk over to Cody real quick. I put a hand on his shoulder. He looks up to you. It'll be all right. <clears throat> Don't fire until I tell you to. What's wrong with the ice? I don't know. open and you see Octavius sweating, upset and wide-eyed looking around. Octavius, give me a roll for perception alertness. Kyle, give me a roll for perception and empathy. And also Bronzebeard, give me a roll for perception alertness. Oh shit, that's my second botch of the night. You seriously botched it? No, no, first botch. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a double botch. What do you mean Damn. double botch? Dos unos. He doesn't see uh, anything no successes. wrong. So you legit botch. Yeah, yeah. Legit. Okay, yeah. well, as you're leaning back in your chair, your fucking chair leg snaps, and you roll out of the chair and smash into the ground. One success for me. Uh, one of my merits is grace. So one, two. So you gracefully roll out of it, 
and try and pick yourself up. Hey! (laughs) 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 And you pretend like nobody's watching, but everybody saw it happen. One success. Everybody's like, yeah. You notice this person in distress. My, my friend beard. Cat runs away. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't run away. He's like, <laughs> like you hit his tail as you hit the ground. Um, Octavius, you search around. What'd you get? 110. 110? You see Cal. That's the only person you recognize in there other than the Balefires. And they're not good enough for what we need. <laughs> Just shaking off an, yes. like an awesome... The Balefires are like, oh, they kind of like pretend they don't see you, Octavius. Jesus Christ, this guy looks like he's in trouble. They're just, uh, I need you. I need you right now with me for a moment. I can need to speak with you outside if you don't mind. He's kind of brushing the dirt off of his tunic. Just kind of go over and like grab him up and like help him up onto his feet and kind of dust him off a little bit and... All right, that looks good. Do you have a cloak? It's going to be cold. What's up, baby duck? I, I need to talk to you. Can, can we step outside for a moment? This is... I don't... All right, yeah, all, all right. Just, all right. Just come on, let's go. Walk over to the door and get outside. Bronzebeard, you see this, <clears throat> and you hear this, and you see what's going on, and it seems very concerned. That man didn't have a drink in his hand. Grab a drink and go uh, outside his room. It's a huge concern. I love the dwarf. (laughs) You need a drink. You follow them outside, Bronzebeard. Um, Octavius, Cal, you guys go outside. Snow starts kind of hitting your face. Cal, you don't want to be out here. Yeah. Come on. It's freezing out here, I'm sure. I'm all like stressing out, look panicked, my eyes are like almost all the all people green. in the tavern are looking at you guys like you're fucking weirdos. Mm-hmm. What do you need, baby? There was in the the lake where we go swimming, where I like to go swimming all the time. Cal is frozen. Yeah, what are you talking about? All frozen over. But they, there's Cal. She's in it. She's dead, and she's right. half buried. And there's chains wrapped around her, and ice fucking everywhere. And I need to get her out of there before the fucking magistrate finds out and then they're gonna toss my whole farm my dad's gonna have a heart attack stop and everybody's gonna be stop fucked. stop stop I'm wasting time take me there but right. first have a drink I, I don't need a drink you I'm guys fine. see uh, this dwarf kind of come out there Cal give me a uh, intelligence and uh, what knowledge do you have uh, I'm functionally retarded Octavius, what knowledges do you have? Mm-hmm. I think it's retard. Retard. In- retard. Uh, investigation. No offense, Neil. Medicine. Seneschal and theology. Go ahead and give me an intelligence and seneschal. Difficulty of a six. I prefer retard. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, it's the, the preferred. <laughs> it's preferred nomenclature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay! I burn a willpower. <laughs> that is one eight, but I botched it. With your burn willpower point, you get a success. Octavius, you look to the dwarf and you notice a noble dwarf standing there. And he's looking like he's ready to help. And then you see on his side the a big, huge. It's not on his side, it's, oh, on, it's his on his back. back. Mm-hmm. There's huge. You see on, there's no way you can carry that sword on your side. You see on his back. A giant Vihammer. 
There's a Z in there. What? Zvi. Z. Fuck you, word. What am I missing here? W I I. Zvi Handver? Yeah, it's Y Handver. It's like it's a W. Two. Zvi. 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 Handver. Zvi Handver. Two Hander. Okay, so. You gotta say it angry. Jackie boy, you see a big ass fucking sword on his back. Yeah, you see a two Hander. And you see veins popping out of his arms. And you see a very strong, capable. A BFS. Yeah. Oh, I might actually... Double fisting beers right now since you didn't want one. Since you didn't want one. Go, go, go. You're noble, so you may know about dealing with delicate situations. We're going perception empathy real fast just to see. Got like A6. That's one success. Mm -hmm. He can definitely help with this situation. And you can definitely see that he can might, might be able to break through that ice. But he seems like he's... Cal of a noble, trusting household. Give me a wits and larceny roll. Uh, one nine. You think to yourself, manacles under ice, golden manacles is what you thought you heard him say. Hold on one second. Let me. Let me go get something. I'll meet you there. All right. Sounds even better. You take a walk to a secret place that you know of, and you grab your Masterworks Thieves kit that you kept stashed there for the last three years that nobody knows about. Cal, you grab your Thieves kit. Something you thought you were going to forget about. Something that you thought you'd never need again but if what he's talking about is true and there is a golden manacle that is around her wrists with a chain it might be important to have this understood you guys make your way to the lake you get back there the snow is starting to fall pretty hard Mattias give me a um, do you have any leadership Leadership? So gross in my ears. <laughs> Jesus Christ, stop it. <laughs> You're ruining my mood here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't have any leadership. Um, roll your, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Roll your charisma and survival. Three and two is a five. Eight, nine, nine, six. I am fucking on fire tonight. Apparently. Badius, you convey however you choose to, to Cody how he needs to specifically set up his firing on the wolves if they decide to attack. So you're just reinstilling what I already said to him? 
Again. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of not... He's he's obviously scared in this moment. Then I tell him... Um, there are wolves with little fucking people riding yeah. them, and it's freaking them out. He's 22. Sounds like a baby. Yeah. I'll say to him, now listen, don't fire on the creatures. They aren't necessarily evil. What, the wolves? No, there's something riding the wolves. I... Are they goblins? No. Are they goblin folk? No, they are Akari. I don't know what that means. They're of the wild. What they want here, we don't know. They look like they want to eat us. They will try to go through us to get this. But if you fire upon the wolves, they will retreat. If we have to kill them, we will. But they will not fight without their wolves. As at that point, you see Octavius and two people walking up with him. One looks like a broad-shouldered elf. The other looks like a short, broad-shouldered dwarf. Actually, a tall, broad-shouldered dwarf. (laughs) I think to myself, run, get the whole town if you can. And I see three people. (sighs) (laughs) It's one lazy-ass town. (laughs) Seriously. Cal? Bronzebeard, you see Baddius. Baddius, you see Cal and Bronzebeard. Is it which direction are they coming from? They're coming from the south. If you look to the south, you'll see a line of wolves. Riding them are what I think to be endlings. Do you know what those are? No. No. Cal. Octavius, Bronzebeard, all gives me uh, perception alertness. Difficulty of an eight. Four. Four successes? Oh, nope, two. Difficulty of an eight, two. Two successes. Ooh-wee. Mm-hmm. Three successes. Two successes. You guys all hear the, wind, uh, the chimes in the wind. Um, you guys see the wolves starting to surround the lake and they're starting to bring like bring themselves out of the forest lines towards the shore of the lake and you see creatures riding these wolves. They're wearing weird forest armor. They're wearing uh, they have glowing eyes. They have like wild little spiky black hairdos and they're green in color. Now listen to me. I step forward in front of the archer, and this I draw is, my sword. Uh, this is Batia speaking. Mm-hmm. We will need to send these fake creatures back into the woods. They are going to try to take this body. We will have to stop them. So we must drive them back. Cal, you notice Octavius was right. This is Kara. You know this person. They will take this. Draw my sword. Give it a good spin about my head. They will take this body over my dead one. I'll draw and defend her to the death. I draw my sword and take the extra cloak and wrap it around my hand. The wolves howl as soon as they start drawing their swords. Badius. Well, this is more interesting than the bale fire. The wind and the frost hits your face. No one laughs. <laughs> that, that, no. That, that doesn't no land one. at all. The wind and the frost hits your face. Ah, uh, bronze beard and your beard flows in the wind. And you see all the creatures howl 
and you hear the chimes and what did you get on your perception alertness? Three successes. As you're seeing these wolves ride in, you look and you notice that this is a young woman. Uh, older teenage woman, maybe young adult, frozen nude in a lake that's been badly abused and left here manacled to freeze in a lake. And you notice the creatures coming in at her. And that's where we're in this. Yeah. We're going to end this on initiative in the next game. Our heroes have found quite the predicament. What choices will they make? Where will they go with it? And they found themselves surrounded by wolves being ridden by entlings, whatever the hell they are. And who is this girl and what has she done to get herself such a gruesome ending? Ah, and only time is to tell what the wind already knows the answers to. I imagine the father and magistrate of this young woman will not be pleased to find her in such a state and on Octavius' land nonetheless. All the same, it feels there is more to this than just a still life for wolves and batiers. And this outside dwarf, will he see it through to help these unfortunates? I myself am excited to see what may become of these new heroes. And maybe by the grace of Lucrietus, I may be able to nudge them towards an unforeseen destiny. Keep an eye out for the black cat, the chains of frozen binding, and the man smoking the pipe. remind everybody that the website is up it's going to be obisia.com o-b-y-s-s-i-a-h.com it's going to be some cool stuff we're going to be continually uploading new material new content on there so um, I just want to make sure everybody checks that out also 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 listen to me also also be oh well everybody um I'm excited for the way this is going to unfold I'm excited for the story I'm excited for the players I'm excited for how the players those characters are going to unfold 
and develop this world. And uh, I don't know. Who, who knows? <laughs> I want to I say a special thanks here. I want to say, again, a special thanks to Preston for showing up tonight. Um, I, he helped me put together the, the system that we're doing here. It is is professional as this is going to sound, and it will sound professional. <laughs> what a fucking what a great compliment! This is this is as professional as I can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, no, Preston works at uh, at Sam Ash, and uh, he set me up with the gear here. He's helped me with through this whole process. Um, you know, it, it, he's been a very good help to this. A special I, thanks to Preston. Yeah, I have to say, even when I went and got fucking microphone or headphone jack things, he was like hell bent on finding me three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For yeah, the, 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 oh, yeah the, no, the, yeah. Why do you have a sleeve of Oreos in your bathroom? <laughs> that, and, would be, and, and, that would be and, my girlfriend. And, and, and a water flavoring syrup. That would also be my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she notoriously goes in there in the morning, and I'm like, who, who, who brings food with them? <laughs> Eating a sandwich while you poop. I'm not saying she's pooping in the there. Other man. I think she's doing her makeup, and she gets hangry as soon as she wakes up, so she has to eat something like right away. So while she's in there doing her makeup, she's like mowing down on Oreos. I go in there all the time. I'll be taking a poop, and I'll be like, why is there fucking Oreos? Why, why are there Oreos? Why is he's like, he's like, why are there? I mean, I'm gonna eat them. I'm going to eat this half-eaten sandwich while I'm dropping a deuce, but I'm... I mean, if Allie left, they're, they're, in the bathroom. They're not even close to the bathtub. It's not like she was having a little snack with no, her bath. No, no. It's, they're right next to the commode. <laughs> why is this here? <laughs> I want to say, though, also, uh, special thanks to the, to the gaming group here. Uh, thank you, Seth. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Neil. You're going to be hearing from these guys every episode, this series, and hopefully more to come. We plan on doing at least 12 episodes, maybe more, for this season. Depends on if I get the the complete story out in that many episodes. I also want to give a very uh, special thanks to my girlfriend, Stephanie. Uh, she's been a big help. Matter of fact, this is all kind of her idea. So thank you for the great idea. Um, she was always like, oh, you guys should uh, record your, your, your gaming sessions. And everybody was like, nah. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, that's actually, you know what? It could be a really cool thing. Also, I want to remind the listeners that this podcast is launching with kind of like in unison with our website. Again, you'll be able to go on the website. You'll be able to click on links for the players, check out their art, uh, what their characters look like, their character sheets, what they look like. There'll be a map. Um, You'll be able to click on the map and see all the places that we've been so far. And there's going to be a lot of cool stuff with that. That's obisia.com. Obisia.com. Also, we have a Patreon set up for this. Um, it's going to be Patreon, uh, Record of Mortemus. So search it, find it. There'll be a tier system set up for it. One, two, and three tier systems, I think. Go on there. We'll have some more information on Patreon. Just search Record of Mortemus, and you'll find us on there. You all some noisy motherfuckers, man. A bunch of mouth-breathing, nose-whistling, fucking <laughs> lip-smacking fucking...
You know that thing that people have when they hear like people doing that stuff and it makes their head make them want to stab people? Yeah, I hate sports? it. Yeah. <laughs> I have that. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Yeah, br- uh, Brandy was the loudest eater in the world. And sitting next to her eating a bowl of cereal is just murderous. I just when you hear that pink sound? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have to have, do you fucking have to hit the spoon on the fucking bowl every time you get some fucking cereal? Can you just fucking dodge the bowl with the fucking spoon? Jesus. Nope, nope. I like that slurp sound. Fucking Mike, man. Yeah. Mike, like, is that like a. Yeah, I fucking hate it. Don't do it. That's horrible. It's so easy to avoid, too. Well, just to tie this up, um, this episode was produced by myself, Nick Nelson, uh, co-produced by Stephanie Hall, uh, Jacob Buchanan, Peter Trujillo, and Neil Nelson. Um, all, all produced the episode. Executive producers, uh, myself, Nick Nelson, uh, Stephanie Hall, and all the music was... Um, written and recorded by the very elusive Lucian Dreams. You'll be hearing more from them uh, throughout this whole podcast. And just make sure you join us uh, next time. Uh, in a couple weeks, we'll be releasing episode two. Um, it's not titled yet. It will have one. It will be cool. The episode will be cool. There'll be a, a hell of a lot more gaming next episode. There won't be so much explaining the world and the characters and getting to know everybody and all that stuff, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to that. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Um, make sure you hit us all up on our social medias. And thanks. Thanks.